hello and welcome to Mice Cats with your hosts Greg and Mike. Hello. Don't say don't say what you said last time he wasn't here. Shaftless. Yes. <laughs> uh, Shaft has decided to um he's I don't know, he might be riding the shaft. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not here. He riding the shaft. Yes. Or I don't know. I don't want to speculate beyond that. We are here today. We're going to Jeez, like, how long was the last time it was just the two of us? It's been a you long know, time. It's been a while, but to be quite honest, I actually think it's a better show. Um, I think the dynamic of two people versus the dynamic of a third who is a frontline cast member who knows shit. Yeah. Oh. Just, just my opinion. Well, that's like old times. Show, it is like old shows times, one through I think, 50. Uh, we have better radio personalities than Richard. He's a little, you know, I oh. like Richard. Don't, don't oh, get me wrong. Okay. He's, he's a little like, um, <laughs> Like a wet potato or so, or what you know, wet blanket is that the word you look term you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, wet, wet blanket, wet something as far as this, is um radio persona, but that's that's okay, whatever. All right, so tonight we're gonna try something new. We've been streaming live the last couple few weeks, and it dawned on me that we can actually let people call in via Skype if they wanted to discuss <laughs> some just just dawned on you, did it? Yeah, well, because before. You know, there's no way for the people who would listen, you to know, know it's yeah. Yeah, call in now. Yes, yes. You know, so but now that we have a, we've added a live aspect to it. We can take calls. Is that exciting? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm glad we're on radio and not on TV because yes, I am excited. I can tell you <laughs> how much I'm excited about this. And we can all we would all be able to tell. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> would there be some sort of <laughs> well, no, because external? The shot wouldn't be quite that low, but. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. Okay. Um, Is that a microphone in your pocket? Y- or yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, before before we get to the calls, though, I have I have a small announcement to make. I've taken a plunge just in time for the MiceCast fifth anniversary. I'll be able to add a frame of reference we no longer have had. Do you care to guess? No. Going on a Disney cruise. Nice. Yeah, on uh, Friday. Now, is this the West Coast or yes, East Coast? Cruise? No, West Coast. Mexican okay. Riviera, seven day. Or know, seven be careful, night. Seven because, night. you know, Mexico is, yeah. you know, listed by the United States drink as the one water. of the two worst countries to go to in the world. I know, and they're having big problems on the Texas-U.S. border. That's right. It's, a, it's not a safe place to be. So we'll see. We're going way, way down to uh, Puerto Vallarta, down yeah. to Mazatlan. Yeah, the, the, the old lady did a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. The old lady went on a stamping cruise with some of her girly friends. And um, they ended up, you know, they went ashore. And I forgot. It might have been Puerto Vallarta. I don't know. Somewhere down there. And the little tour guide, they took like a little tour shuttle thing around. She's like, oh, look at this area. It's been rebuilt. And Karen came back. She says it looked like a ghetto. And they're all excited it had been rebuilt. So I guess it depends on your perspective. Maybe it was Shantytown before oh, you know, they yeah. did whatever they did. I have one desire to go to Mexico. And that is to see the pyramids. I'd like to fly in, go see them, go right go back home. to my plane and leave. Yeah. I don't even want to stay overnight. Well, here's, here, here's, how, here's how this worked out. On Friday, Disney announced that kids sell free. You have two paying adults in a room. All the kids in the room are free. Nice. Since, since their state rooms... How old can the kids be? 17. 
Okay. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask you, how old can the kids be? 17. Okay, so I can't, oh, I can send Vincent with Yes, you. you could go, right? So kids sell free. It's free. You want to, you want to take them? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'd love to, but no. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I, the next day, Saturday morning, I decided to call him because, hey, you know, check, get some answers, you know, what kind of availability, whatever. So sure, sure enough, the guy's good. By the end of the phone call, I booked the cruise, <laughs> You better book wow. it now. If my call volume keeps oh, yeah. up, if my yeah, call- he's good. He's he, oh. yeah, he roped you in. He had you around his pinky. Yeah. Well, so sure enough, I went ahead because you you have five days from the time you guys say okay, I'll do it to actually come up with a deposit. Yeah. All right. So I went ahead and did it, and sure enough, uh, the the week we want to go is starting to starting to sell out. The week after us, that covers President's Day is already the all the cheap stuff is. Gone, and they just announced it Friday. Now, is this the the first inaugural you know season of the West Coast Cruise? I, I don't keep up. With okay, the uh, no the 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 Wonder or Magic or one of them came over here for the fiftieth, right? They okay, did, I know I know I know they did that. Yeah, but as then, far as since they moved them, the, no the give, the ship gets repositioned uh, early January, and not and then from then on stationed here on the West Coast. Okay, so what you're doing is still not part of the transition of the hand-me-down cruise ships. Yes, it is. The wonder well, when gets, are you when are you leaving? February. Oh, okay. Of next year. <laughs> it's, and it's already selling out, so it's crazy. No, you know when there's a good thing, you know it's like when free dining comes up, you got to be quick. Sure. So let me tell you the price for four people for a week-long vacation on a Disney cruise ship. I don't know that I want to know being out of work, but go ahead and tell me anyways. $1,726. And is it, now I don't know how um, Disney, does, is it freestyle? No, no, it's traditional. You ha- you pick a seating time early or late, and they have three main restaurants that shift. You know, day one I'm in restaurant number two, day two I go to restaurant number two, day three I go to restaurant number three, and then back back to number one again. And no, is is that good for? I mean, have you ever cruised before? Uh, I, courtesy of the United States Navy, Navy, yeah. Other, other than the Navy, no, now, I, negative. You no, that, you consider that freestyle? <laughs> yeah, they rang the breakfast bell at seven. They rang the lunch bell at eleven thirty. Dinner was at five thirty, and then midnight was eleven thirty again. So now, freestyle meaning everything's open all the time, or something's open all the time. You can go wherever you want, right? Well, I understand. Is that, is that, yeah, I think that's that's what Royal Caribbean or somebody's doing that stuff. No, the main food is scheduled. Then they have quick service open if you really absolutely are just dying to eat yeah. between meals, I guess. But if it's anything like, you know, uh, dining at Disney World, I don't think hunger is going to be a problem. Well, well I, I take it these meals are like buffet style. They're, they're just open for you to gorge. Lunch and breakfast are buffet there might be some sit-down lunch somewhere, which, of course, in February I'll know more. But dinner from, dinner, from what I understand, is sit, sit down. You have assigned wow. table, assigned seating time, assigned all that stuff. See, I, you know, I, I, not knowing enough about a cruise, I've, I've talked to a few people that learned the hard way in their first cruise, not knowing everything was included, for one, except I think he told me the only thing that wasn't included was alcohol, but him and his wife didn't drink since he was a recovering alcoholic. They didn't know that there was movie theaters on. You know, they weren't really given the lowdown of what they were on. It wasn't a Disney cruise. It was just some other cruise. Um, so he learned real quick to, 
you know, check some of this stuff out, and then you find out some of these cruises are pretty cool, all inclusive. Then some of them, they jack you up for extra things later, but not bad. So you, that's how many days again? A week, seven nights, Sunday to Sunday. Well, that is cheaper than going to Florida. Yes, it but is. But then again, <laughs> then again, you're not getting the same value. So come on, I mean, you're not getting theme parks. You're stuck with, stuck on the boat. You've got. Two days at pools. two days at sea, and then uh, yeah, you know, port hopping, and then a day at sea, and then back home. Yeah, so I, I can see why I'm not a big cruiser because, you know, quite frankly, now is this, uh, Disney's don't have a casino. Is that correct? Correct. Did we discover that we asked. I think we asked that uh, a show or two ago, or uh, someone responded. But so so there's no. It's all family fair, I guess, is what you're saying. Then yes. Now, now remember, I'm completely right, completely newbie on this. I'll have between totally understand. So you'll have a fresh perspective for the show. Correct. And in between now and then, you know, I'm, I've actually started looking at some other cruise line boards, and you know, we think Disney parks have a DF kind of component. Cruisers, cruisers have have their own little world. Oh, I've noticed that, and the same with uh, DVC. Uh, they they've got their own little uh, kind of world. I mean, these, these people also. decorate their doors. Uh, they set up. You, I, they set up okay. Secret Santa kind of meetings on the ship. Oh, it's just, okay. it's, it's just crazy. It's sickening, right? I mean, you <laughs> you like, been, like, you've been to Florida in the Christmas season. Yes, you've seen what people do to doors, and uh, now I don't know if you got to see this because you weren't with the cool kids. Uh, you had a hard time breaking away from the family for five minutes, but uh, a bunch of us because we had reservations over at. Uh, I forget. It's not Davy Crockett's, but it's the place over at... Uh, Davy Crockett's. Well, I actually think the little fast food joint over in Wilderness Lodges, or not Wilderness Lodge, but the campground is uh, Davy Crockett's. Oh, okay. But whatever the little, the little cafeteria, not cafeteria, ca- buffet-style place is over at the campgrounds next to the Hoop-de-Doo, the... Um, oh, the name is escaping me at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Uh, literally, a few steps away from where they have this little general store where you can buy your supplies, there were a couple, uh, they weren't fifth wheels. They were just large trails in. Thank trails. Because <laughs> uh, I think it went back when I was there in the 70s or 80s, it was uh, Davy Crockett something. But I digress. Not too far away from the little shack where you can buy all your, your um, stuff. There were some really close campsites, and these people had big uh, cam- campers, trailers, whatever you want to call them. Not quite the size of the, the trailsways or the guy that parks out in front of uh, to me. Um, but they had all the blow-up decorations, you know, that they're... In their campsite? Up. Like the... Oh, yeah, and lights strung everywhere, and from what we were told, the same people book the same spaces like every year. And they're there for sometimes like two weeks, and they're totally decked out with every Christmas well, decoration. If you're there over Christmas, I can understand that. I yeah, I guess I kind of get that. And if you're going to go there that long, and that's your Christmas, why? Not? And if you're in a traveling home, you could take it with you. And now some of them, in addition to their traveling home, had a large size trailer that they pulled in there too to probably put all that crap in. <laughs> but it was kind of it was kind of interesting to see that. I just. I was surprised enough by, we stayed at Pop. I, th- I think every time we've been there in the Christmas season, I've been at Pop. And all the, the doors that are decorated, I'm like, oh, my God, these people are really. I'm, I, you, 
DFing out here. I've not seen any decorated doors at Port Orleans or Animal Kingdom. Yeah, see, I've never stayed there at Christmas time. But, well, you know, maybe it's what you get with um, <clears throat> the lower end one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what do you the, think about the, this? Um, Pop Century's other side. No longer going to be the class. The classic the, years. Yeah, it's the... It's going to be family suites, I think, and it's going to they're going to take on a whole new theme. I don't really find that that's a big deal, per se. Art of animation, right? I know some people are like, oh, what's going to happen to the Generation Gap Bridge? Well, who really gives a fuck, right? It's just a bridge to get you over to the other side. So, um, you know. Oh, well. So, uh, you know, we have some email. Oh. I guess yeah. since we have no takers to come on. Yeah, we do. Matt says he'll do it. Oh, which Matt? Uh, the Esquire. The, I'm the doing Esquire. whatever you want me to. Hey, by the way, did you see Shaft trying to cover his tracks yet again on the whole oh, eggs I, on a bird's I wing? Saw the, yes, I saw the response, and I just like, okay, next. It's like <laughs> how many times do you have to try to dig yourself out of the hole that you've made bigger and bigger and bigger? Uh, I found it kind of funny. Um, but we did get some... Uh, Got something from Sean. Oh, wait. Wait, she's talking. See, I because I, I mentioned some stuff on, my, on this show that I also mentioned on my show. Do we still have any in the can, or are we totally caught up? Mm, we are not caught up. <laughs> I didn't think so, but you released some stuff that was, like, how should you say, timely? Yes, yes, because the stuff so, that's, that's in the can is not. Let's not, hope not, but okay. So, no, seriously, there's nothing that's in there that we talked about anything recent. Okay. Which is oh, odd. I guess it would help if I was in the right email. I was looking at the um, uh, the IMW email. Sorry, uh, we we got one from Tom again. He had a mouse buster. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we can answer that. Where is that? I just saw that. I, I, oh, I have it. Mr. Mr. Light, we just read it. We'll go into it, and then we'll take. But on you saw that. you saw his his answer, right? He figured it out. Yeah, he did. But I think it's a it's a great thing to read, anyways. All right, go ahead then. Or, or we don't have to if he answered his own. He did, but he did. Uh... Oh, he asked how often we do live shows. <laughs> We're doing one right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, no, he answered right back. Said, uh, never mind. Somebody, okay, you know. forget it. Yeah, I just said, okay, Mr. Lightbeer, uh, prove it. Yeah, that's a great line. What about our, our fellow soldier serving in. Uh, Fellow soldier. We, well, Brian, he sent us a thing. This may be more of a joke. So it may not be really... It's uh, not that it's not appropriate, but it's not really MiceCast related. You, what, oh, I guess only I got it. Uh, what date was it? You didn't get it. I, I see the two, and it's just to me. He says, I'm sorry for sending a junk mail, but I thought you might like this. Or, well, not like it, but like to see it. My father, who I think you would... Uh, your political sh- would like your political show if you had listened to a podcast, send it to me. And he says, What's missing? So then he's listing Barack Hussein Obama Jr., aka Barry Soa Toro, George Walker Bush, William Jeff- Jefferson Blythe Clinton, George Herbert Walker Bush, Ronald Wilson Reagan. And then he says, Pattern with a question mark. I have to What's see it. Missing? I know. I, I, and he says, that's right. No American flag. Oh. <laughs> so there's pictures then. Uh, not in, um, 
No, that's why it didn't quite. I was seeing if you were going to get it because uh, there there is no pictures in it. It's just what oh. they're they're listing. But anyways, I I don't quite get it. But maybe now that we've talked about it, oh, I know what we got to read. Uh, okay. You want to take Matt's call first since Matt's hanging on hold. Uh, let's, sure. Let, let's bring line one up with Matt. <laughs> okay, we could do that. Because right. there's a great scooter story we've got to read. Oh yeah. Scooter story. Oh, yeah, I guess you didn't. You didn't get that either. Oh yeah, it's a great story. Oh, that sounds real professional. Can't you, can't you mute that? <laughs> Are you there, Matt? All right, I'm right here. Okay. See, our first caller. <laughs> this Welcome is so, to the show, Matt. This is so much easier when you got Thanks buns to push. <laughs> yeah. East of the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's how's the weather there? <laughs> It's okay now. It was rainy earlier, but it's not Southern it was, California. It was effing hot today. Oh, man, it's, it's a wild card line. Insanely humid. Well, good for you. You can keep it. We had an earthquake yesterday, and I'll keep those. So, uh, wasn't yeah, that yeah, we don't have those over here. I got two shakes, and I was up to go <laughs> run upstairs. Two shakes, and it's pleasure. Yeah, that's right. So, so, that was still business. It was still business. I was uh, not in the bathtub. Thank you. I was. Actually, was I this is the. This is the first earthquake I've been out in our add-on that we added on like five years ago, which I keep saying if there was ever a huge one, I'd just run out here and the rest of the house would fall down because this is so <laughs> overbuilt because of the new codes and such. And? But, uh, you know, I didn't feel – I felt it, but I heard people in the other part of the house screaming about it before I felt it. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't quite – you know, things were moving a little, but it wasn't – it wasn't like being at my in-laws on the um, – on Easter, when we had that other big one, and their house is on, uh, it's, a fa- it's a foundation, or it's a foundation, not a slab. And we were out in their extra room, which is, actually, I think it's still just brick underneath their flooring there, but uh, it, it felt really loose compared to, you know, this particular room. So it was quite a bit of different feel. So, yeah, it went all right. All right. So the only time that I was uh, in an earthquake, I was in my car. I think it was around like 2002 or something. We actually had an earthquake on the East Coast. And uh, I was in my car, so the tires kind of insulated everything, and I totally missed it. You didn't feel it, yeah. It's automobile, automobile suspension typically dampen out. There's the irony uh, for people who live on the East Coast, and they don't think about earthquakes. New York is actually prone uh, to – I saw this like on History Channel or something – they're actually, I guess, certain people who follow these things are worried that if a big one hits New York, they don't really build their their buildings for um, th- that kind of action. They they build more for wind and snow and, and things like that, but not for earthquakes. And it's not unheard of to have earthquakes on the East Coast. They're just not as prevalent as they are out here. I mean, we're very well, active. How would the earthquake affect the uh, the kind of bedrock that you have under something like Manhattan? Because that's an insanely hard bedrock compared yeah, it to is. having California. Um, um, you know what? That well, I don't – can't – Okay. Well, let's, let's – you know, they tell us liquefaction zones are the worst, right, Greg? That, you know, loose, soil, loose soil that gets shaken tends to liquefy. It's like loose lip sink shit. Yeah. So, you know, you would think that if it's, if it's Manhattan and it's sitting on a rock, you know, you won't get liquefaction, but – you also no, get the still, vibe. It still will shake, and it still can crack, and you can have uplift and all that kind of stuff. What's going to happen? And I'm I'm no engineer, so this is kind of from my loose engineering knowledge from architecture. You could have movements in those buildings. Well, those buildings aren't designed at the for the same kind of earthquake movement we have here. There's laterals, and there's 
I forget what all the other terms are. Uh, a lot of what's designed for out there is snow load and wind loads because you, you get high winds, especially at the, the taller buildings. So they're worried about that. So uh, I don't know. I, I totally don't know how it's gonna gonna work, but it, it could shake it quite a bit. Interesting. Yeah. So, so Matt, as long what was as there? Are any sinkholes like there were in? Oh, did you see that? It, almost crazy, right? Round. Um, that that almost looked like some Star Trek Borg thing where they just kind of bored out a hole. <laughs> You're talking about Guatemala, yeah. the Guatemala sinkhole? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you see it? It's almost perfectly round, and they think <laughs> there's a cave or something underneath it. That's why maybe it it went like that. I think they just had too many of those noisemakers from the World Cup in <laughs> one place. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so did Matt, did you have a question? <laughs> How you guys doing? I'm here for entertainment value. You're here for entertainment value. Thanks. So how's the um, the hunt going for, you know, things we've been talking about out here with certain industries? Uh, it's still going. We're, we'll, we're still working on that, trying to see uh, if I want to make the move out to California or if I can make the move out to California uh, in the entertainment industry. So... Hey, if you have a listener, that, that yeah, our wide, a wide and far-reaching audience yeah. will be you know, able I to. Do, yeah. I did send you some information. Both it was Disney and Warner Brothers who have, uh, you know, openings. It's just a matter of getting them to look at your resume before someone else's. You know, so right. That's all, that's all it is. It's all that. We're, we're you know, you've that. got three. Yeah, you got three seconds for them to look at your resume and think they want to talk to you. So, okay. All right. Speaking of resumes, right? So I. I hey, Go ahead. By the way, there, there were some earthquakes in 2002 in New York, um, a, a relatively decent size that they should have felt. So I just happened to look it up because I was kind of curious when the last uh, big stuff was there. I was Anyways, say, go ahead. Speaking of entertainment industry uh, resumes, you know, I get I get alerts from Monster.com based on some keywords I put in, and one of the keywords I put in is you know IT manager, right? Monster is such a waste. Yeah. Well. It used to be good 15 years ago. Um, but uh, so I get one for IT manager for a, a company called Honey's Place. So I'm thinking, Honey's Place, is that a restaurant chain? What? Yeah, right. So I'm, you know, I, I sign in, <laughs> I follow the link, I read it the stuff. like, dude, <laughs> two thirds. like the Bunny Ranch. Or hang on a second. Yeah, don't get ahead of the story. Two thirds <laughs> of the way through the description, it starts talking about how, you know, we're trying to change the perception of the adult entertainment industry. Oh, that's funny. So please, when you come to visit us, you know, leave your preconceptions at the door. And I'm thinking, next. You know what? I'm not driving up to San Fernando for the freaking. Oh, yeah. If it's San Fernando Valley, they're right there, should give you a clue. I give you a funny kind of tie into that. I was over at my grandmother's this morning, and Regis was on. He's there with his wife. I don't know where Kelly Lee was. I turned it on mainly for her, but uh, he's talking about being out at this restaurant with some friends. Uh oh. He goes over there. He says, he's. Hey. He says, really? What? Are you, you know, you got something running there on your machine because you're cutting out? No, I, I, I do not. Okay. I, I, I've been turning things off. I um, looked up Honey's plate or whatever you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what he's he doing. He that up on his yeah. uh, web browser. <laughs> anyway, Re- Regis is saying he's out to, to dinner or something with some friends, and this guy calls him over and says, hey, Regis, can I talk to you? Yeah, he comes over says, I'm a movie producer. You know, I, I, I'd like you for one of my movies. And Regis, really? He's like, you know, Regis awesome. all pumped up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Guess what kind of movies he makes? <laughs> <laughs> He's a porn producer. <laughs> and Reed's just like, uh, they all want me. Do you remember? Do you remember that HBO series? Oh shoot, what was it called? Oh, so it's an HBO series. The cat house. Huh? No, the no, cat no, no. House. It, it was a scripted comedy show where okay. the guy w- was raised by watching television, and he'd be dealing with situations, and something would pop up in in a situation, and it would make him flash back to some black and white movie that he'd seen that fit the situation he was in. Right? He was always flashing to these movies he saw. And one of the episodes, because he was a writer, one of the episodes was um, he. Uh, got a job right for this movie guy it turned out it was porno flicks <laughs> and he was happy because he's getting money lots of good money right and then one day he catches his teenage son getting ready to you know take care of himself watching one of these movies he quit couldn't handle it knowing that you know boys were what did he call it what were they calling them um oh shoot spank I can't remember the term they used but it was Pretty stinking funny. I can see how this is very Disney related. Yeah. But, uh, well, I've always thought. <laughs> well, it's like we get the lawyer market. on. That's what happens. I always thought there'd be a good market in uh, in Disney parody porns. You know. Well, I can't say that I haven't seen some of those. I I don't know if they're really <laughs> marketed or they just show up in places. But there used to be one back in my youth. You'd go to a head shop. Of course, you know, you could buy all the paraphernalia to do drugs, but it was illegal to actually do them. But uh, there were other things sold in head shops, and there was always that blacklight poster of Snow White getting boinked by all the dwarves. <laughs> no, no, it's called The Realist. I have that. I've shown you, you that. that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Snow White's turning tricks. Um, Goofy's, like, shooting up. Uh, like, the little happy fawns or whatever from Fantasia are, like, full-on, you know, t- orgies. <laughs> I got, I'm trying to see if I have it handy here. <laughs> handy, that's I a just, good choice of yeah, words. Yeah. Isn't it? Just, Isn't it a good choice yeah, of words? See what yeah. I did there? <laughs> yeah, that that reminds me of watching Big Bang the other day when uh, the... Oh, Dream On, that was Quotra, the name of the show. Quotra Polly or whatever puts a little dot on uh, the one kid that, that was dating the, the blonde, I can't remember his name. And uh, he said something about that's your new boyfriend, that's your new girlfriend. The little dot in his hand. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you well, had to be there. It was kind of funny at the time. But. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So we got people stacking up now. That, that oh, are, good. Well, that's good. I we is our wild guys are popular. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna have to. Uh, ouch. Gosh, we got to let Matt go. Is that what you're saying? Well, you, you know, let me go unless you need any legal advice or uh, opinions. Marginal legal wrong. advice, right? Marginal, yeah. marginal, yeah. yeah Nothing stellar over here, especially at this hour. Oh, well, why don't you hang on while? Um, Do you want me to see if we can? No, no, no. Keep keep Matt on for a second. I'm going to read the email about um, uh, the mobility devices that Florida uses. Oh, that's what you wanted Matt on. Okay, that's know, right. Well, no, not necessarily, but you know, he could. I don't know if he'd really want to give a legal opinion on this, but maybe he he can I'll kind of think like, yeah, he could think like a lawyer and you know speculate what a lawyer might do. But you know, there's got to be something to do about uh, this political collect- correctness with all the uh, ECVs and such. Okay, Greg, 
I recently spent a week at Disney World with my family, I won't give the dates, and was witness to something that reminded me of an episode in which you had vented about people in scooters or personal mobility devices. It happened on the night of May 26th as we were leaving the Magic Kingdom following wishes. The following is my recollection of it. After the fireworks, we moved the herd out of the park and towards the buses. We were staying at uh, Port Orleans, Riverside, and fortunately, Magic Kingdom has separate buses for each of the Port Orleans resorts. Still, since it was closing, the line for Port Orleans Riverside bus was fairly long. Oh, excuse me. My wife and I realized that we certainly would not be on the first bus, but maybe even the second one. Maybe not even the second one. So we settled into the line with our two sons, six and nine, to wait. A few minutes later, a Disney security guard, <coughs> security officer, passes by on the bus loading side of the guardrail. I watched him and noticed he was going to talk to a couple further back behind us. We realized that they were waiting for the same bus, but we were on the bus side of the guardrail and weren't even up to the Port Orleans bus area. The husband was in a scooter. The guard led them to a place behind the guardrail, but not in the queue area with us. They ended up very near to where my family was in line, however. Several minutes passed, and finally a bus for POR arrived. The driver opened the front door and began allowing people who had been standing in line to board. Well, the wife of the man in the scooter marched up to the front of the line and informed the driver that her husband needed to board. I didn't hear the conversation. I'm making assumptions based on what happened next. The driver stopped the standing people from boarding, shut the front door, and opened the rear door of the bus and deployed the loading ramp. Then he allowed the man to drive on. After the man was in and his wife had found her suitable, a suitable place for her butt, they continued loading the people who were standing and be, being very patient, I might add. The man in the scooter did have to get up to transfer to a regular seat, and I did notice that he must have had some sort of hip surgery because he did have trouble walking. However, after thinking about this, I commented to my wife that I didn't understand why he should get preferential treatment over the people who were in line first. I mean, he already had a place to sit, right? But I assume the real reason was his wife got him kicked to the front of the line was because she didn't have a place to sit. Anyways, if this was the end of the story, it wouldn't be a big deal, nor is funny. Here's where it gets really going. That bus filled up and pulled away. We moved up in line. We were probably 15 to 20 people back from the front line now. However, I noticed when we got up there, there were two more scooters sitting on the bus side of the guardrail. <laughs> this is my luck, always. One held a lady probably in her 60s. It was the Lexus of scooters. Well, maybe without the recall notices. <laughs> it, had a, <laughs> it had a roof and a lot of other bells and whistles. The other lady was maybe in her 30s, and from what we could tell, she was only in a scooter because she was pregnant. So if you're pregnant and you need a scooter at Walt Disney World, should you even be at Walt Disney World. <laughs> but well, I digress. You know, if you, your kid's born inside, don't they give you a pass for the life? <sighs> you know, I've heard that. That's I don't rumor. know. Yeah. That, yeah, that is one of those rumors. By the way, if go to uh, if you want to see a song called uh, Pregnant Women Are Smug, 
I think it's called that. It's by they go by uh, Garfi- Garfinkel and Oates. I think it's two girls, and one of them shows up on Scrubs now and there, and she plays a uh, ukulele. And they also had the, oh, the song yeah, okay. "Why Isn't There More Fucking on the Island" about Lost. That's <laughs> a great, I heard about that one. A great song, yeah. yeah. So the younger lady even had a kid sitting in her lap, maybe four or five years old. Also with the younger woman was her husband and another child, around six maybe. Now remember, I said they were parked on the bus side of the guardrail. Well, along comes the Mickey Fife to inform them that <laughs> the bus would not pull up if they were outside the guardrails. But before uh, he can move them to, uh, sorry, but before he can show them where to move, the older lady gave him an earful about the man in the scooter getting on the first bus and not them. Entitled, are we? Well, he shows them to a small area behind the guardrail and tells them they'll be on the next bus. Nice. Well, the next bus arrives and immediately, the driver immediately opens the door, rear door and deploys the ramp. He asks the ladies which stop they needed to go to. Well, neither lady knew which bus stop. Southwest, northeast. At PR, uh, POR, they needed to be dropped off first. The driver needed to know so he could load them in the appropriate order. I was about to yank my hair out. We were all standing here waiting for these two gotta-be first women, and they had no clue which bus they needed to be on. <sighs> Finally, I guess they figured out that the older lady needed, needed to get off first, so the younger lady needed to load her scooter first. However, she couldn't get the darn thing up the ramp. I've seen that. That really pisses me off. Yep, it probably didn't help that she was trying to do this with her kids still sitting in her lap. <laughs> Meanwhile, another bus approaches. The guard waves the driver, and he pulls him up on the other side of the bus, loading uh, the scooters. He then directs all of us, people who didn't already have a place to sit, to load on the second bus. Once we were in and sitting, I started laughing mostly to myself. My wife says, what's so funny? I asked her, don't you get the irony? Those two ladies were livid about being taken on the bus first. And when the second bus arrives, they were going to get on first. Now, even if that bus gets full, our bus has blocked it in. They can't leave <laughs> until after we do. The first shall be laughs, last. Ha ha. Anyways, I thought you might appreciate the story. I also noticed in this trip lots of women using strollers as bulldozers or maybe appropriately cow catchers. Very frustrating. I really enjoy the show. Skip, uh, also one of our Facebook friends. Nice. So, you know, why that, can't we tell these That's people? the story. That story is why I do not Use ride the bus. the bus anymore. Well, I have – my stories usually go that the guy that pulls up with the ECV or the wheelchair or whatever has a group of 15 or 20 with him, and they fill the bus up. That tends to what is what yes. happens. That's the worst. Yes. Yeah, yeah, especially at Pop or something like that where that's the case, yeah. Yeah, or you're, you're just – back enough that when he rolls up right before the bus rolls up his two or three people keep you from getting on the bus now you know ada laws are created to make them equal or have similar access similar experiences not better as far as i'm concerned widen the queues up a little bit just make them get in line with everybody else well isn't um something like the subs over in disneyland proof that it's not you know, identical. It's more like separate but equal, almost. Yeah, it is. It's, they're that, giving I you. Mean, a, I don't know. I don't do disability law, but um, right. It, you know, it, I don't see why, especially at night, they don't have a special uh, disabled 
bus that goes around and picks up all of these people because yeah, it would be with, just more efficient. With no seats in it, just places to strap down the scooters? Yeah, just set it up so that you don't have to worry about configuring the bus. You can just do – so you could do um, run sort of like the way that uh, Magical Express does it, right? And you could do resorts that are close to each other and just, you know, just quickly, you know, funnel people back and forth. Yeah, I – that would make sense. You'd still have the people not being able to get their scooters on there. That's that is so annoying. It's like if you drive these things, learn to drive them. I've seen them go up and down the ramp, back and forth. It's kind of like if you can't transfer, you can't get on an attraction. That seems to have worked. That as long as they can transfer, they're allowed to ride. And that, I think that's where on the subs, like you mentioned, they provided them a video of what's happening in the sub, so you right. get kind of an equal experience without being in the sub. I actually, I think I mentioned that a long time ago, that they should do more of that, even before that, that came up. You know, they can't ride Space Mountain. Nobody's really... But well, they I also guess do they, something like that for the treehouse? Uh, yes. That, you know, it's not... I don't think it's even close. There's like an interactive area where you can... Yeah, you, you don't know, get... There's no uh, equivalent experience for treehouse. It's the it's the unload area. That that's what I'm. I'm saying they did something to to meet the letter of the law. I guess. Yeah, they gave them some kind of experience around the attraction. Yes, yeah, they did. Uh, and, you know, and maybe if we have people out there who are people who are in these situations who need them, uh, they tend to th- know the law better sometimes than the people who wrote the law. But more and more people I've met, like especially the blind, they never know these laws are changing. Like those little yellow they call them truncated domes that you see at the crosswalks things like that uh, a couple uh site challenge people i know have told me they find out about those things the first time they trip over them but there's activist groups out there and do-gooders <laughs> thinking we're gonna fix the world for all these people and it doesn't always work and and a lot of times it it cheapens the experience for everybody but in this kind of situation, I just don't think on any of the buses that a person just because they're uh, in a chair, and, and I think this this writer had it correct, they've got a place to sit. We're all standing. Why can't so you, you wait got, your turn? Exactly. Yeah, you've got, but you've got two different issues here, right? Um, one, they should be waiting their turn. They shouldn't be jumping, you know, multiple buses ahead of other people in line. But it does when you're when. You can't just put a person that's in an electric wheelchair or manual wheelchair or what have you on a bus after it's already been filled up because people will be sitting in the seats that need to come up. So if there was some way where you could have um, – maybe it requires an extra person, a line attendant or something that counts through and says, okay, you're going to be two buses from now. Or what they do in something like Spaceship Earth where if you're disabled, you go through the exit, but they make you wait there like 20 minutes. So if the wait at, out front is 20 minutes, they make you wait 20 minutes in the disabled entrance – so you, Do they really? you get the same experience. Yeah, you get the same weight that everyone else gets, which is totally boring because there's nothing in the queue. Um, yeah. Except I yeah, guess that, you get to hang out. Yeah. Like I there's a whole lot in the, in the regular queue at Spaceship Earth even? What's that? So like, like there's a whole lot in, this, in, the, in the front queue at Spaceship Earth? Right, no, the, it's, it's equally boring, I think. <laughs> um, no, that's and, a great thing. Uh, yeah, sometimes you actually wait more in the disabled queue because I was with a friend that was disabled uh, one time, and we waited for like 30 minutes there, and there was no queue up front. So it was uh, that was interesting. But I think they could do something like that for the buses. Um, well, I, I, they, they need to, to really address that at Disneyland. They, they tend to get better access, though sometimes 
and I, especially uh, this, I see this at pirates. Yeah, so that's, line, that's the line the, I was about to. Yeah, the line sometimes for pirates for accessible um, is longer than what's out in front. And quite frankly, if I see a guy that's got a cane that is standing in that line, there is no reason that he could not have stood in the regular standby line. I, you know, it used to be wheelchairs went in the back door. Now we have these ECVs. It, it pretty much it was people because they couldn't navigate the queue or the queues were too steep or there were stairs. That's the reason those went in the back door. Now it seems to be any excuse you can make. You know, I've got a cane. You know, I've got a, uh, I'm like, I got a tail. You know, whatever your <laughs> excuse is. Do you, do I was you, thinking of George Costanza. You know. <laughs> do you see, <laughs> do you see a, a meandering mouse's comment here in Japan? Oh, I've heard that, that you don't see a lot of that kind of stuff. <laughs> they lose face. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's like it was kind of like they don't want their handicap in public. It's like, you know, if mom's in a wheelchair, leave her at home. No, I've got that impression from movies, I have to say. Um, but I've heard that, that you don't see a lot of that in the park. Well, I've also heard you don't see a lot of trash cans, and the place is immaculate. So it's just kind of the culture, I think, in how they deal with it, I guess. Okay, here's a, here's a story from Westfest that should make you feel good, Greg. I might, I might before, have actually before uh, before you move on. Um, I want to say that regardless of what we, what, I'm hijacking your show. Regardless of uh, of what our positions are on you know ECVs and whatnot, I don't think they should be restricting access to ECVs because at some point I do want to have a drag race down Main Street, and that would require me to get an ECV, and I'm totally not disabled. Well, I can tell you that so far they are not limiting because almost every time I've gone into the park lately, I could probably pick out a handful of, handful of people that are either scamming an ECV or scamming the wheelchair. Well, thing. Okay. The big, the big but, question is actually with this drag race is I'd like to get a Disney ECV and then one of the Buena Vista scooter rentals. Rental, and see which one's better. And see which one's faster. So you could do that, like in in uh, you know maybe World Holiday, we could do something like that, not no. officially sanctioned by the Funny, DPN. Of you know, no, of course not. And, uh, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, when people are trying to come back from uh, like the fireworks or something, you could do a slalom. Oh, nice. Okay. Now, <laughs> you know, uh, my nephew wanted to have a uh, he wanted to have a, a swim upstream race. At the end of fireworks this year, as a as a Westfest contest, start the train station when fireworks are over. First one to touch the partner statue wins. That'd be fantastic. You'd have one of those like glow, like blinking glow sticks or whatever. Everyone would have to hold it up in the air. But could you imagine? Just see people fall fall down as they like you know get trampled. That'd be fantastic. Can you imagine trying to go against that crowd? That would be awesome. Get a videotape. That. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> no, this all right. Here's a story that should make you feel good, Greg. At Westfest, you know, I had to go to guest services to take care of something real quick. And while I was sitting there taking care of my issue, someone rolls in with a wheelchair and asks for a guest assistance pass, right? And the the guest service individual in there was very polite, said, I'm sorry, there's no need for that. All the all the attraction cues here are ADA compliant. <laughs> Please have a nice day. <laughs> and shoot them out. And I turned to the person who was with me and says, I wish I had a video camera for that because that was awesome. Now, wait, wait, now where were you at? Guest services. You say guest services. Where, in DCA. In DCA, guest So the equivalent of City Hall, guest services, yes. right? Yes, yes. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
if your butt's in a in a chair with wheels, you just roll up to the rear. You don't need any special pass. They came in asking for a guest assistance pass. Do you remember? Do you remember the guest assistance pass? You get yeah, one, and they, they gave are. you it gave you backdoor privileges for everything, right? Without I, question. I realize that. I, I realize that. So obviously, what they wanted to do is dump the wheelchair at some point and just use this pass. I mean, because all you have to do is roll up with a wheelchair or an ECV, and you're going to get the backdoor access. I don't know. She just the person asked for it, and they were told, that, "Sorry." I, that's. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I know you would have liked it. All right. So are we are we done with our first caller? I hate to yeah, I shoo, should, shoo him off. We, I, we should move. We should move to the wild card line. Go right. for the wild card. All right, so Matt, I'm gonna. Thanks for having me on. I'm gonna hang up. Thank you for coming. Uh, thank, thanks no for problem. calling. Anytime. All right. All right. So uh, next, I need to. Boy, was that a train wreck or what? That was that a train wreck. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring on your. I'm gonna bring <laughs> on your. Is, is the ice cream cart open? We don't know. Richard's oh, not around. Rich, yeah, it no shaft. That might be the reason. Oh. Uh, Anniversary or something? No, that's in September. I'm going to um, I'm going to bring on Ray, your buddy from Travelers. All right, you do that. I have to say, this last weekend when I was at um, at Disneyland with Margaret Carey and the Park Hop and Party guys, there were a couple people who truly needed guest assistance, and they went to the back door. We kind of traded on the whole Margaret Carey thing, and we pretty much got access to almost everything we wanted by introducing. Tinkerbell, and that kind of got, you know, because each guest assistant type person gets, I think, up to three or four people on the back door, and we had more than that, and we say, hey, you know, have you ever met Margaret Carey? <laughs> yeah. The Ray- original Tinkerbell, and that got, us, that got us a long ways. So, so on the Ray- wild card line, we have Ray. Ray. Hey, um, guys. Ray, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm not sure I can follow Matt like that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to do a whole lot. <laughs> Greg read him an email, and you know he commented. <laughs> Not that tough. So, so Ray, you, you haven't been back here since last uh, D23 time, right? September? Right. Is that last September? Right. Yeah, and what was your uh, what was your take at D23? I liked it. I thought, I mean, I really enjoyed it, but... Um, Are you making plans for the next one? If I had the money. Okay. Uh <laughs> That's what next August. You have time. Yeah, I got a year. To, I got a year to work on it. But did you re- did you renew your membership? Yeah, I mean that was that was something we decided whether we had the money or not we were going to do. <laughs> so then I I chose not to because quite frankly I didn't get a, much of a value out of it. Oh, that was my it, question. It, so obviously it you didn't got really, the value. It didn't really give me anything other than the magazines, which I can go buy anyways. Well, we we re. I mean, we read the magazines. I mean, we so I mean, we get the benefit out of that. And I guess it comes down to if if we're if we're thinking we're going to get um, fifteen, you know, fifteen dollars worth of value out of the out of the out of the rest of it somewhere along the line, uh, it's worth it to us. And in and hey, actually, you're, you're, actually, easy, you're easy to please. You're you're on the high on the DF list. That's easy. Yeah, to that's please. true. <laughs> well, you know, to tell you the truth, Greg, I we. I, that was my thought when I joined, and I had really no intention of really, of at the time when I joined, going to the D twenty three, and then all of a sudden, you know, 
two months before, I'm going like, hey, you know, this isn't too expensive. I can afford to do this. And he went. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I joined just because I wanted to see what it was in the first year. Joined in the first day. Got my first day pin. La, da, 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 da. So it got us in an hour early. <laughs> Big fucking deal. There wasn't really that much going on. Uh, you know, actually that hour going in early, I could have left as soon as that hour was done almost. Uh, but, you know, you also had all the... You know, the, the DF people who'd line up for hours just to go buy pins at the stupid store, so there was nothing left for anybody else. I don't like getting so, the merchandise at D23, actually. You did not I, you like know, honestly, it? Not much. I didn't, think, I didn't think it was all that great. I mean, it was they had very limited amount of merchandise that was actually expo-related, and the rest of it was just stuff you could have gotten, you know, online yeah, or yeah. in the park yeah. somewhere, for that matter. Um, it was. It plus, wasn't that great. They, you know. they had that whole fiasco of how you had to uh, pay for it too. I mean, that was that. I didn't like the the shop, the store there all that much. I mean, I thought, you go in there and you think you're just like it's a regular, you know, one of the Disney stores, and you just go up to a counter and you pay for it, and they go, "Oh no, you pay for it behind that curtain," and there's like a line that's like a half an hour long. Behind <laughs> the well, you know, <laughs> that's that's to talk make- about a hidden cue. I mean, they literally hid that. Uh, behind there, and and just the lines plus, to get in the they store. Didn't ship anything. Wow. I mean, yeah, for, I, for maybe, you guys, that, for you guys that, that wasn't a big deal. But for me, I had stuff that was. Did they have a post office annex set up there right around the corner, though? Right. Not well. Not you had to. You had to. Yeah, you had to. You had to go pay for it. Stand in line to go pay for it. You had to go get a box, and you had to stand in line over there. So it's like from the time you went in the store to get it to go to get it shipped, you could have easily spent an hour. You know, by the time you got done. Yeah, but it's not like you wasted time there because it only took about an hour to do the whole thing. So, I mean, you still had plenty of time. But I, I know what you mean. It seemed um, – I'm hoping they'll learn their lesson and uh, do it better next time. But I just – you know, when I had to choose and not be working and it just – I didn't find that much of a value. I still haven't read a single magazine. They're still all in the boxes they were sent to me in. And I've picked them up and looked at them while at Disneyland. So – you know, I, I love the magazine. It's a it's a well produced magazine, I think. But the, I'm just I don't know. I just didn't see the extra value in in that. Uh, I mean, NFFC is a lot cheaper, and you yeah, we don't buy stuff at their stores or at their meets too. I mean, you talk yeah, about for, you know, and for me, there isn't there isn't a there isn't a, a NFFC chapter that's close to the other in Chicago. Oh, that's okay. How, how far? They're, they're selling events. They're usually a couple uh, hours. <laughs> they're usually overcharging you for everything they're selling there. Anyways, their vendors are are. I, I should. I mean, I should be promoting NFFC Disney and Fan Club, and I there think was, Fan Club's great. But some of the vendors are just gouging. Well, I actually, I actually emailed somebody at NFSC a, uh, a year or so because there was a, a chapter listed in in not too far away from me, about about an hour, forty five minutes, and it was listed for like two years as forming. And I'm thinking, like two years uh, forming, <laughs> and I'm going like, are they still forming or are they nice? Oh, need we need to update our list. Yeah, they're not forming a chapter. And I'm going, okay, so I'm knowing what the, what's going on here because I was going like, okay, great. They'll, they'll you can you can form close. your own you can form your own chapter. yeah a single member <laughs> right here in Wisconsin well, you, know, you know what they say build it and they will come yes <laughs> what town uh, outside of Milwaukee oh so all right so Milwaukee yeah, suburb they sing uh, that song from old oh, the Happy Days what was the spinoff well, we're, we're, with the we're beyond the we're beyond the suburbs but yeah we're we're I guess in the metro area yeah okay. 
And Chicago's two hours, so just stay down 94 then. Right. Huh. All right. Interesting. Or, okay. or three hours of the south side of Chicago. I mean, we went to a concert one time on, at some place on Timley Park, which was on the south side of Chicago. I didn't think we were ever going to get there. It seemed like it was going to take forever. Because Chicago's pretty big, so. Yeah, and it, the freeways through Chicago are slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are tolls. Ah, so, who cares? Yeah. Pay to use the road. Right. Well, it'd be nice if the roads weren't. We got anybody on the chat list that's from Chicago? I don't want to offend anybody. That's <laughs> <you're paying> for... <laughs> yeah. You you couldn't offend somebody from Chicago. It's a piece that's of shit. True. So, well, yeah. You and they're and, the and, the and their politicians are their politicians are a piece of shit too. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, some of the chat. The <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah, oh, they do. They Spence. Hey, you know they got a nice field. New Comiskey. I seen an angel game at New Comiskey Park. I was. Kind of impressed. Good for you. You must not have talked to any White Sox fans, huh? No, we. You know, it was actually kind of an interesting. Uh, we were on a. They hate it. We were on our way out of town, and a friend of my brother's, uh, her dad, had had season tickets. So yeah, you can use my season tickets for night. Right by an old plate, five rows up. Awesome game. And then we hit the road, drove to my dad's house in Philadelphia right after that. Took another 13 hours on the road. So I was just doing all those crazy road trips. So maybe yeah. we should have uh, Ray defend his uh, PVC pipe. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, you know, Mickey you know, I Mouse. I could find where I read it. Garbage. Was I finding, because I remember reading it somewhere that, that they said that. And yeah, there's. I mean, it, they, they say a they, lot of things that cover their ass after people go, "What the hell?" I mean, they tried to cover yeah, themselves I mean, it, it, with. It made uh, sense to me, and oh, you know, ah, that's the biggest little horse crap I've I mean, ever heard. No, right. Well, I mean, you know, it, it seemed plausible. Whether it's right or not, I don't know. I'm just saying that <laughs> that's, you know, that's what I read and that's what I've heard. Um, I think it's. I, I'm starting to detect it, a little shaftness going. Oh, yeah, here. exactly. Backpedal, backpedal. But I'm not Start. a frontline cast member, Start. Greg. <laughs> Doesn't mean you aren't still full of shit. <laughs> Wait, no. There's a difference between full of shit and don't and know shit. <laughs> that that is true. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a line like that, I've got some uh, you know beachfront beachfront property in Arizona. Well, I thought you did. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I saw you know I saw Fantasmic at Disneyland the other night. Yeah, I usually don't Red Deck watch Fantasmic. That show awesome uh, <laughs> uh, quite often. But uh, I brought some cigars for Electric Mike the other night, so we decided to go watch Fantasmic from the smoking area. Which you know is if you need a place and you're late to Fantasmic. Go to the smoking area. If you can stand a little smoke uh, for a few minutes, it's not bad. In fact, most of the smoke I smelled was my own cigar smoke. And some of the, I always love it when cigarette smokers move away from cigar smokers. Like their shit doesn't smell right. <laughs> uh, See, I'm, I'm but, reading the chat. I'm, I agree with what Spence. What Spence is. I like both shows, and they have different things, and for different reasons. I like both for different reasons. I've seen both of. Them. I've seen the WD version, DW version more, but I like both shows. Well, that's good for you. Why? Because you have a place uh, to park your butt for Walt Disney World. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I've 
part even of the, if part of it is, I can't, I can't, I can't stand in one spot for like an hour. Because well, I have a little, it's, it's with my back and 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 my legs, and it's just to stand there for that long. My legs start going, my legs start getting numb. <laughs> yeah, but see, at Disneyland, you could sit the, down. The Esquire says, "Just run an ECV." Well, <laughs> and I can run. I can run over people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've fine. had I've had back surgery. I know what it's like. You you move around. I mean, I I stood in, um, you know, we stood and waited for it, but we got there really probably five minutes before the show. I got my monopod out. We lit up our cigars. We were front row. And um, other than being, I've never seen it. You know, like profile, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, you you miss some kind of the straight on stuff. You know, the Pinocchio and some of that bull crap that really isn't worth seeing. But. Um, I've never quite seen it from that side, so I, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, it's interesting being being able to see it that close, but I don't find the the WDW version all that bad. Though that the the Pocahontas scene's a little odd. You just carry you just carry your binoculars and you'll be fine. Actually, like I've never carried my binoculars. I've been able to see it fine. I've you know you had LASIK surgery, Greg. You know, I'd be able to see that thing like night like. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not about seeing it. It's about People being so small and so far away. I mean, it's in focus. It's just, it's just a ways away. Okay. <laughs> Is that it? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Why design a show that you know makes it look so small? I feel like I'm on a Steve Martin trip. I'm so small. Let's get small. <laughs> that was his last time, wasn't it? Well, so why can no one explain to me why they keep digging up Pocahontas? I don't get it. Pocahontas. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that. You know, here's a question about this. We'll compare it like to World of Color. Here's one thing I did notice about Disneyland. I think World of Color has siphoned off a great deal of the nighttime guests at Disneyland. Most of the attractions, they, I'm not going to say they were walk-on. Oh, there were slight weights, but uh, we, we did practically walk on the mansion. The pirates took... You know, less than five minutes, uh, and we—it was fairly easy to maneuver around the park. Um, and I started to think about World of Color and, and seeing some of the old advertisements and some of the stuff online about World of Color. And they said this—you know—it's this thing that Walt Disney inspired, and it's about animation. And then there's the whole Captain Jack Sparrow thing, like right in the middle of it. Uh, wait, I thought we were talking about animation here. And I, I know he's popular and all. But it just that that one sequence kind of seemed out of place. I agree. Did you see? Uh, okay, I don't know if I should even bring it up. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, so you know, Mister Outlets dropped a column today talking about World of Color and the and the traffic uh, management that went along with it, and he's he's talking that they expect it was Saturday was less crowded than Monday night. <laughs> Because Saturday, the low-level passes are blocked out, but they're open for Monday and Tuesday night. And then he goes on to say that the Glowfest, which is set up and run and contracted by an outside company, had better guest research numbers than World of Color did. Well, it's because people are drinking over there, I'm sure. Uh, well, okay. Anyway, so... <laughs> but you know, I don't put a lot of, a lot of skewed. <laughs> a lot of, you know, for one, I bet he saw it on the preview night. And he, I saw bet he, not, he saw it Saturday. He saw it Saturday. Did he? I, I bet since then he hasn't got back in the crowd. So I, I kind of wonder 
you know, how anecdotal some of this is and who he's talking to and where he's getting his information. Well, all right. So here, here's here's what, what he made a statement that I thought was interesting is that real test to world of color will, uh, will come when June 23rd when pass holders come blocked out well, uh, for the summer and the resort is left primarily to much smaller crowds of tourists and less fanatical visitors. September, however, should be a nightmare all over again. Now, you, you know, know I, I understand what they mean about the drop off, but I haven't seen that it's that huge of a drop off. I find summer nights to be just as crowded, but what you get at those two extremes is you get an immediate hit in the first week. When Sometimes they, the first day when, when those stuck. passes come back in. But it, I don't think it really diminishes the crowd that much. Have they said anything about um, decreasing the schedule on it once the summer ends? There's been there's been no talk of that. All the all the third shows they've been adding have been uh, you know, surprise extras, but That's again, right. they, they don't they don't run Fantasmic every night after September, right? Uh now that the park isn't open past nine, I don't think they run a show, do they? No. So I think that was part of the problem we but, ran into when I went to Ex- when I went to the the expo was that out of the four nights there, I think Fantasmic was only running two. Well, see, here's here's what people don't get about Disneyland, and you know maybe it's part of the local thing. It's a you know it's in more of an urban environment than Florida. Blah blah blah. It's not the same size of resort. Blah blah blah. Back in the day, uh, winters. You didn't run full shows. You didn't run full mm-hmm. parades. You you ran cavalcade parades, which are you know small character things. On the weekends, you might have got a few more things. And I've kind of seen what I think is a, rev- a, a kind of going back to that, thinking why spend all this money in the winter when we're not the crowds aren't the same. Well, well it makes perfect and I, sense to me, but it's yeah, it's, it's, it's I what know. you're used to. And when me coming from Florida, it was like, well, why that's is what I say. <laughs> Florida people aren't used to that, but I because now when I went to florida in the 70s and 80s it was run the same way you know and i went in uh october once and the park closed at seven we hadn't we literally had nothing to do after seven o'clock because there was only the magic kingdom epcot hadn't opened yet you could go drink at top of the world and that was about the only thing you could do and uh, when you were 18 and 19 you couldn't rent a car so you were pretty much stuck on property or hitchhike your ass down to to uh church church street station they're just you know, you were really stuck in those days. And I think people, uh, yeah, they do get an expectation in Florida where a lot of those things run or they're every other day. You know, if, if Fantasmic's off, but at the other park, this other show's on, you know, so that there's like a rotation or whatever. Uh, and, and it is a run a bit different here. And I, I don't think people quite get it, but, you know. All right. Uh, are we wanting to see if someone else wants to, uh, you know, yeah, because Ray's conversation was so stimulating. We need to. No, no, I want to oh, give yeah, everyone equal time. <laughs> he can go back to his PVC uh, little steamboat building. <laughs> oh, I got to finish. I got to keep working on it. I keep building it, you know. I can build my own here. So you can build your own PVC, Mark Twain? Steamboat, yeah. <laughs> okay. Jeez. You can be painted black and white, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? Awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ray. I, we appreciate you coming to chat with us. Oh, thanks. All right. We'll talk, talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Later. Bye. All right. So next up is going to be uh, the Disney trooper himself. Because, you know, he had a friend on the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs>
Dave. Yes. Welcome. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Not a problem. How you doing? Good. So uh, I see you uh, been. Oh, you need to mute that, Bubba. I did. Yeah, I did. Turn, turn your radio off. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I seen you complaining lately that. Uh, no way is is Dave east of the Rockies or west of the Rockies? Dave is, is west of the Rockies. I'm north. Sorry, we're west. Okay, I just want to make sure we're. I don't want to know what line we're on. If we're on the Wildcat line, we're on the west or east of the Rocky <laughs> line. You just keep things going straight. Yeah. yeah. Party fell. All right, let's go. So, all right. So, I wanted to ask Dave because uh, I've seen him talking that you know work is getting kind of crazy. Oh, summer travel, man. Yeah. Let's see. Wait, you, Dave is the Alaskan Airlines dude. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I send all my people to you guys. <laughs> Do you really? Oh my gosh, those flights just get full and it's crazy. Hey, dude, have you have you taken that old dude off the back of your planes yet? Or you guys still got that guy no. painted? Uh, the, uh, he's the, still painted there. The, what's the story? What, what's the story with that dude? What what is he supposed to be? Just some like Yukon lumberjack or something? It's, uh, it's just an it's an Eskimo. Okay. Now, weren't you guys painting Disney characters on the plane we've for a got, while? We've got three planes that are de- Disney dedicated. Got the Mickey. Well, yeah, we had an original Mickey plane. Now we've got a second Mickey plane because they retired the first. Now, yeah. are they actually painted, or do they use those those like skins, like they put on buses and things like that? I think it's it's painted. It's got to be paint for aircraft. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would think, yeah, I would think so. But I just want to ask a question because you know I'm kind of Richard wasn't here to ask ask our you know answer our aviation questions like an expert he is on that. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm here. You were in the Navy. What did I do in the Navy, Dingleberry? I'm just kidding, Mike. All right. <laughs> you, you flew in, you know, bumbling yeah. the aircraft, so. All right, so. <laughs> where were we? You can uh, uh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, all right, so, all right, so nut, nut, nut jobs flying. All right, I want to hear. Yeah. Oh, well, just crazy people flying. We had a woman at 5.30 in the morning drinking a beer in line. And what's at, wrong with that? Is, it, is that even legal? No. Or was she finishing it before she passed through TSA? <laughs> before she even checked in. It That's was, nuts. It's, it's Some people don't like to fly, so they need to, you know, kind of cool their jets, if you will, before they get on. Yeah, it's it's going to be a crazy summer. <laughs> you just read that too, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Should we read that? No. <laughs> we'll leave that. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where it came from. I'm trying to, I'm trying to read up to see where it came that's, from. That's kind of like the Scottish, <laughs> Scottish snack, the uh, spotted dick. What? You've never heard of the spotted dick? No. Every time I go to the Scottish festivals, the people they sell all the you know the stuff from England, the, the cookies and the this and the that, and there's always the can. I think it's a can of spotted dick. To be honest, I'm not really sure what it is. Because I've never really asked, but you know, it's called spotted dick. Nice. Let me just say, nice. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're, you know, it's a multicultural type show. You know? Okay. And we're talking about was about shitcock. That's shit what, uh, the Norwegians. <laughs> or or however you spell is. it. Yeah. However you spell it, but it's pronounced shitcock, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, it'd be it's funny the- to know what that is. Like, I know what haggis is, and it's disgusting, but what is spotted dick and what is shitcock? 
right, okay, my finger's hovering over the Google. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, wait, 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 I want to hear, I wanna hear some you, more crazy. What do, you, what do you actually do? Do you put people on the plane? Do you check I'm, bags? Do you not want to tell us what you do? I mean, what? what, what? I'll tell you. What, I, I'm a customer service agent. I'll be at the ticket counter, work at the gates. Pretty much the guy you see anywhere you're in the airport. You're the guy that says, has anyone asked you to yes. watch their bag? <laughs> <laughs> has your bag ever been out of your, your sight? Uh, yes. Right? Yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Boy, that, that used to be security. <laughs> That's yep. all they'd ask you. Oh, my God. So, and how long you work for them? Five years. Wow. Do you like it? <laughs> I uh, mean, not this week, right? Yeah, not this week. Right. Benefits are nice. I will go with Beach. that. Uh, beach real work though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how much it costs you to fly? No, nothing, right? On on my airline, nothing. And now, if 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 I brought three bags with me, and your weight limit is fifty pounds, and one was fifty five, one was forty five, and one was fifty, would you charge me extra for the one that was fifty five, or would you average them out? <laughs> That's an awesome question. <laughs> you don't know how many times that is asked. They have to deal with that. It you, it's fifty pounds per bag. Uh, that is, you know, because you know what's what's interesting is with with Delta, I ran into that going to um, uh, a couple of years ago with with um, Jimmy, and we were we were stuffing stuff out of my bag into uh, his backpack to do as a carry on because they wanted ninety fucking dollars for a couple pounds over, so I was trying to lighten it up now. Compare that to when I flew to um, Pennsylvania, and I, I, I think it was oh, I think I was on United when we got well, when we were leaving Pennsylvania from uh, York, or actually that's not York, where we were, but anyways, Harrisburg. Uh, some of the bags were over, and he just kind of averaged it. Out. He's like, "You're, you're fine," because <laughs> some were way under, some were way over, and he he's like, "You're fine." So I kind of wondered if you know the, it was a judgment call based on the person checking it in. Or, or is it some union hack thing because the unions have negotiated that some poor union guy doesn't have to lift over 50 pounds when he loads this stuff onto the plane? No, I don't know about union stuff, but... Okay, so you're non-union then? No, we're union. It's just not a... It's a... I mean, it sounds like a union thing. Like, you know, the, the like oh. mail carriers who can't walk up any more than... If there's three stairs or more, they can't walk up them. You have to have a, you know... A, a lift? A, a place out. No, you have to have a thing out front. I, when I when I used to be trailer trash and lived in a manufacturing home, we had like three or four steps to the front door. And when we first put the thing in, we didn't have a um, uh, mailbox out in front. We got a note saying, um, due to our union contract, I'm not allowed to walk upstairs. So I'm going to stop delivering your mail until you put a mailbox out in front. Wow. And I'm thinking, we pay your fucking salary. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, that's why that's why I hate government work. I don't the the government workers should not be allowed to be unionized. It's just an opinion of mine. But anyway, so you guys not, are union. That's not just your opinion. So I know it's a lot of people's opinion. Okay. But so how's the safety record for good old Alaska? Oh come on, you know the one big crash they had. I I do remember the one big crash they had, which was full of what mostly employees <laughs> or a large yeah. amount of employees on that flight. Our- yeah, and it was in fact it was a Portland-based crew, which is where I'm at here. So it's all local. It was all a lot of local people. 
But you know, that's like at the airport, or if you know, if you go to, to the um, post office and you see a flag at half staff, that usually means there's openings. That's uh, all, joke. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was what ten years ago now, fifteen years ago that crash. Uh, Longer than that, dude. It's been the, a while. The, the, the last, the, last the big Alaska crash where they crashed off the coast of California. Yeah, two thousand. January. Ten years. Ten years. So, and what's your on time record? I mean, how are you guys doing on on time? Right now, we're I, no, we're number one in the country. Wow. Are you the most expensive? Also. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you don't know. Wait, the, the crash from the jack screw failure was only 10 years ago? Yep. Gosh, I thought it was longer than that. Oh, well. Uh, they, had a, they had a big deal back in January about the 10-year anniversary, so. That's why it sticks in your head. Otherwise, you wouldn't know, right? No, nah, yeah. I would know. <laughs> I remember it because we, went to, we took a trip. It was before I worked for Alaska, and it was just a few months after that, and it was on a MD-80 with Alaska, and my wife was freaking out. Uh, oh, let's not get oh, we, too bad. Shaft isn't on this show. He just loves to bag on uh, the Airbus. <laughs> you you mention Airbus to him if he can avoid flying on one. He's got all these I, stupid I, reasons. I hate Airbus you know? too. But will you fly on one? Yeah, sure. But I don't like I mean, them. Okay, you may not like them, but if you look at the service record overall, they're not. It's not like they're falling out of the sky every day. No, but there's not like there's Boeing's falling. Seven thirty seven's falling out of the sky either. No, I mean, well, the safest planes they 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 grounded based on, uh, well, fuel and a lot of other things. I the, I always felt good with Delta because they flew a lot of L ten elevens. Yeah, perfect perfect safety records. There are three crashes, none of them were their fault. You had I think two small planes hit them, and one was a wind shear in in Texas. They had like a perfect safety record, other than let's say acts of God. The the first uh, one was the Florida Everglades crash, right? Yeah, yeah. That was so, only maybe there was only two. Then they had the wind shear in Texas. I forget which. I don't remember if it's Dallas, Fort Worth, or or. Um, uh, Wait, do you, the the wind shear was a DC nine, wasn't it? Oh, so no, they had, had, they go- had an L ten eleven, but it, that uh-huh. that was a beauty plane to fly on. I remember flying to Florida once, and there was a pilot flying with us. This was when we went to Disney World in seventy five. On the way back, a pilot was sitting next to us, and you know he's telling us, "You you are on." the safest plane and the best plane that's in the air. Right. He, he, that's right. He didn't even fly with Delta. He was a, a pilot for another airline. He's, you know, he's telling us about those Rolls-Royce engines, this airframe, and he was just going on and on about this plane. And I, I dug that plane. I, those were huge wide bodies. We flew them to Texas. We flew them to Florida. Um, yeah, that, those, are hell of, those are a hell of a plane. Both my mom and my grandfather worked on the L-1011 project. Really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh. so... They were we. They had a special place in our heart too. <laughs> These little cigars that we tend to fly on today, I, I'm claustrophobic in them. They're so small. All right. Oh, Airbus. That's what I wanted to talk about. Have you seen the video of the Air France Airbus trying to land, and the computer saying "fuck you"? You know you're not landing right now, and it flew right into the trees. That's the that's the air show that Richard brings up all the time. Richard, have you seen other incidences? Can you tell me about? And he can't. It's they fixed the problem they had, but no, I understand. He's got this thing about the computer shouldn't fly, the man should fly. But uh, you know, pretty much after you get it in the air, the computer's flying it, and most of these planes will land by computer. But you know, I, I don't know how many pilots actually do it that way. But um, yeah, I know the whole computer taking over thing. I, I've heard that story a gazillion times from him. I'm so tired of it because it just doesn't happen anymore. 
All right, so I'm I'm at you know looking at a list of the ac- notable incidents and accidents of the L-1011. I just know somebody just wrote when I was down in Mexico, I flew in a Fokker 100. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the air the Everglades crash was crew failure was was a. Uh, but they, they they ran into uh, a plane though. Failure no failure to monitor flight instruments during malfunction and landing gear position indicator system. No, I thought that one they flew into a small a light aircraft. No, that was. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the movie. That was, that, that was in the Everglades too. No, I am not thinking of the movie. Thank you very much. Airport. <laughs> yeah, uh, Airport seventy five, seventy five. Yeah, yeah. No, the, okay. So the wind shear was an L ten eleven, and then. Uh, TWA flight eight four three aborted takeoff. This is just nineteen ninety two. Aircraft landed too hard, breaking a wing spar, starting a fire. Alter ninety two passengers evacuated safely with only ten minor injuries. Plane was destroyed by fire, and all the other ones have uh, were non U.S. carriers, like a Saudi Arabian Airlines flight. Tire exploded, penetrating passenger cabin. Two passengers fell out of the airplane. <laughs> Shoot! And again, when you think that's not really. Uh, yeah, and, th- and this is the other thing that people forget. Remember when the DC-10s, everybody was afraid to fly in them because they dropped a few um, engines? Remember that? Yes, the bolts. The bolts came. Okay. Yeah. What what the average Joe public doesn't realize is when, uh, you know, let's say Delta orders uh, 20 MD-80s. We'll just go with the MD-80s. The MD-80 probably has a choi- uh, choice of three or four different engine packages. They could go Rolls-Royce, they could go Pratt & Whitney, whatever, right? Sure. It's not the aircraft's fault, necessarily, that the engine fell off. It's not necessarily the engine's fault either, per se, most most likely maintenance, but the guy that made the airframe didn't make the engine. So, if there's engine failures, you know, it's not like a car where everything, well, even some cars, pieces come from a lot of places, but, you know, it's, Boeing doesn't design the engine. The engines are designed by someone else. Uh, but, you know, I, I know it's probably a thin line to be arguing that kind of thing, but it tends to come up to be more maintenance and not really something wrong with the aircraft. I mean, there have been some aircraft that are just bad aircraft design. But All right, shall I, shall I ring this back to Disney for you? Yeah, do that. The airplane that was dismantled on the beach and lost? Yes. L-1011. I know it was because I watched the behind the scenes. Oh. They picked they picked it up in an Arizona, the Arizona boneyard. They tore it up with one of those things that kind of tear airplanes apart. They kind of like look like big pinchers and it cuts it apart. And they were saying that it almost perfectly mimicked what it would look like in crash. You know, it kind of tore the the metal and everything up. And they had to ship it on an airplane. I mean, not an airplane on, on, a, a, boat. on a boat. To get over there, yeah, it's very interesting uh, the behind the scenes thing on how they set that up. The funny thing I thought was because w- what my friend at ABC keeps reminding me is there's literally a resort right next to where they film, so they have to be real creative with their shots and sometimes taking things out of the background. But they literally had to put a sign on the road that says, "This is not a crash. Do not stop. Film, <laughs> you know, film crew, film site, whatever," because people <laughs> thought it was a real crash. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah. All right. So, do we have any more questions for for Dave? Well, any uh, deals coming up to oh, yeah. you know, fly? Uh, pitch pitch uh, your company there, Dave. Uh, I don't know. We don't. <laughs> You're not a very good shill for the company. Uh, I'm telling you, when, working in, working in the airport, you don't really touch the deals. So, yeah, but you know about them, don't you? 
Not really. Huh. Only- you don't re- you don't really care as long as someone's got a boarding pass or and all that. You don't collect when money. You or fuck up the ticket counter. We only have one option for a price, and that's it. We don't. We can't go high or low or. All right. So when when's your next Disney trip then? Probably Labor Day weekend for the half marathon. Oh, you're running the marathon. Okay. Yep. Good. Going for the coast to coast because I did the one at Disney World this year. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> In the future, you will run for fun? Sure. <laughs> uh, okay, nice. Is that third in a row for this? Uh, running in Stormtrooper gear. Should yeah? Should you talk up your uh, Stormtrooper uh, family or cult or whatever you call the thing? Your, your club. Your little club. Your, the 501st. Hey, did you see the dancing stormtrooper that was making his way around Facebook? I'm sure it was yeah. probably on YouTube, I, I, too. I, I I think I posted it last night. Oh, okay. I thought that was kind of funny. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, when I it's it's still a classic. I mean, the guy running in the streets of Tokyo, dancing around. Yeah. So. Now, I'd like to see one of them. Remember after, you know, Jackson was pushing up daisies and he had all these supposed um, instantaneous dance things where somebody was playing the music in the in the, the little town center or whatever and everybody just broke out dancing. They just happened to be all good at it. Um, I'd like to see... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to see a stormtrooper thing like that. You know, where, Flash you mob? Know, all, all, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, you got all these uh, guys coming out and doing that thing. I think that would be pretty funny. That would be. So, so, Alright, so your your organization does charity work and stuff like that, right? We do. We do. It... it Helps keeps the lawyer, Lucasfilm lawyers at bay. We can't take any money personally for it and stuff. So, so now, um, do you have like, you know, like the Masons have another group called the Shriners. A lot of people don't know that the Shriners are part of the Masons. Do you have a group like that that drives around in the little carts and wears the little fezes with, you know? <laughs> is that like the guys in red, maybe? You know, do those oh, storm- yeah. what are What are those stormtroopers that are in red? They're, they're a different class of a trooper that you right, the clone troopers, yeah. Not the right. He's talking about the all red. He's you talk about the, all, the, the yeah the all red. Dudes. The guard, I mean, the, I know you're you're all clones. Oh, I get the, that. The I, emperor's that guard, imperial guard. Yeah, it's yeah. there's there's a whole bunch of different costumes. Mostly it's with the. I mean, do you have to work, do you have to work your way up to that? I mean, can anybody be in an emperor <laughs> imperial guard, or is there extra training? Do they send you somewhere special? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's how much money you're willing to put out for a costume. Oh, so you have to put out for a costume. <laughs> yes. Do they take all comers? They do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, how many? Now, I want to. I want to. I, I have a serious question. When you're done, okay. okay. Mine are all serious. But <laughs> they certainly don't sound like it. Now, now can can troopers be chicks? I mean, do you guys are you all oh, yeah. inclusive? Because no. I have to say, at D twenty three, they had troopers walking around with like Mickey hats on, Mickey Mouse ears on. And then I was totally taken aback when one of them took their helmet off. I didn't think they were supposed to do that in, in public, you know, but, you know, she took her. It was ended up being a chick underneath. It totally caught me off guard. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Wow. How many appearances do you make, say, in a, in a year in your little outfit there? I haven't done much in the last 
Two or three years. What? That sounded a little degrading. <laughs> condescending. That's what I was going for. I was going for okay. condescending. Sorry. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't done much in the last two or three years. But now, do you have to go out for weapon training now and then? Do you have to keep up on you know your marksmanship? Stay active. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wow. So now, is is the the trooper outfit you're wearing? Is that the latest upgrade? Because I know when I, you know, when we saw the earlier versions of the the um, clone troops, they had a different look, sort of like uh, Beba, Boba Fett, Beba Fett, Boba Fett, whatever his name was. They they kind of green looking, but they were white. But they had a different angular look than kind of the you know the troopers of of today. So what's the next generation after that? I mean. And where do you put your medals and all that? And is there a colostomy bag in there? I mean, what do you do when you know you've got to go in the field? I mean, do you have to take all that stuff off? I mean, what's yeah, yeah. Take going to the bathroom in the suit is a little difficult. Spence, so. Spence no. wants to know if chicks ever ask to touch your blaster. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now, is there a certain height requirement? Because you know, apparently not. If girls can do it. Yeah, well, there are some tall girls. Hey, go, in the suit. Go, in the suit. go in the suit. How many times people walk up to me, look up at me, and tell me I'm too short to be a stormtrooper? They look oh, up at how, you. And I'm looking how, down at them. How tall are you? Dave's over, he's over six feet, yeah. Okay, yeah, you should be tall enough to be a six trooper. I, I thought six foot, like it was six foot and over to be a trooper. Yeah. Well, so again, how, girls... long, how, long, how long is basic training for troopers? I mean, is there a certain, <laughs> certain time frame you have to go through to you know earn your your helmet or your butt pad or, you know, I mean, it looks like you guys are wearing, you know, like, you know, a D cup also. So I'm, I'm really not, <laughs> oh, you know, we do have to protect our parts. <laughs> Part. Dorkiest mice cast ever. Hey, should, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a funny story. Back in uh, junior high, uh, my, my, yeah, let's just my, ratchet, ratchet up the dork the more. Oh, let's yeah, tell junior is, high school this, stories. This is really funny because it goes into the whole you know thing with his costume and the whole cup thing. Um, I was see, junior high for us was seven and eight, and there was enough eighth graders who were um, academically suspended from playing basketball that they had us asked some sixth graders to play. And a, a guy that I knew was in sixth grade, so he goes with his mother to the local sporting goods store to get sized up for the jock because that was a required piece of equipment to play. So they're not sure what size to buy. And, and I'll remember this story for the rest of my life. It's almost like the, is the ice cream cart open. Um, the, the chick sizes him up and says, small. <laughs> I mean, is that got to be the most you know, embarrassing and emasculating thing in your life to be sized up for the jock as a small? I think it's funny. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, well, how about a super trooper? What's a super trooper? I think they're talking about the cop movie. You know, Super Trooper, the comedy. Wait, no, uh, okay. Again, uh, the question about all covers. <laughs> Seriously, if you just show up with a the uniform, they let you in? You've got to get it. You've got to, you can you can show up and just get in. But in order to be part of the 501st, you have to have it inspected, make sure it's up to par, and make sure it's, you know, up to standard. They they're pretty strict. They want to make sure to take a blaster shot and you yeah. know and all that kind of stuff. Now, what do you do on the domestic violence call? Do you get a lot of those in the empire? I mean, 
you know, what if you're Andrew and uh, you're, you're, Uncle Owen are kind of going at it one night? I mean, you're you, channeling uh, troops. Troops. <laughs> troops. Fan film. That's that awesome. That's got to be the all time best fan film. <laughs> yes, it is. Those old fanboys is pretty darn good. I fan have to say. Fanboys is excellent, yes. Yeah, but one's, a, one's five minutes, the other one's, you know, like a half hour. True, true. But yeah. it's there, there was a time where there was all kinds of, like, fanboy movies. I remember what, there was a couple Polish ones. It was funny about it is the translation to English just didn't work very well. And things were backwards. It was it was a, hysterical. There was little Lego fan films. There's all kinds of funny stuff. Um, uh, what was that? When, when were we checking those out? When Troopers uh, came out, was that what, five, ten years ago? When Oops, those were, yeah. Troops came out, yeah. Like get 1998 or something. Yeah. They trip, trip in the Riff. And they blew yeah. that when they took it to uh, syndication and tried to put it on the sci-fi. They, you know, the quality of the animation came down. The the, the rudeness kind of the funny got, the funny left. Yeah, it did. Yes. There's nothing. What was it? There's nothing. Don't upset a dark clown. You know, that was pretty. Funny. All right. So um, Spence is waiting. Spence is waiting. I, that, I don't know. I think this trooper talk. I didn't really get an answer on domestic violence. What <laughs> domestic violence case? I mean, have, did, how how long does it take to get trained to ride those scooter things? Are those those pretty easy to maneuver around town? I mean, uh, when you're in the desert, it's a lot easier because there's nothing to run into. <laughs> okay, so you can just fall off. Don't worry about it. And, pretty much, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, do the chicks like to go for a ride on those? I mean, is it like a Harley chick where you get this chick on the back of your 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 speeder bike? Oh yeah, but, but Harley and girls are usually to... hard, man. They're they're angular. Okay, so you're you're thinking more of the rice rocket girls then, where you see just a little bit of the the, the uh, tea back uh, thong poking the, out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they're and they're riding the back of the bike with high heels on. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the next time you come down for West Fest, you need to bring the trooper outfit and go to the park. Um, they won't let him in. Will they even no, let him well, in? Without the helmet, maybe. With the helmet, I definitely. Well, I don't know. Have you ever gone to Florida's uh, Star Wars days? No, I've wanted to. I'm, you know, being on the opposite coast, it's kind of difficult, but. You fly I've, for free, dork. <laughs> yeah, it's the rest. It's what yeah, everything at the other end that costs money. I think. Yeah, does the, Does Alaska fly to the East Coast? I don't even know what their we, routes are. We fly directly into Orlando. So. Nice. From PDX. No, from Seattle. So I have okay. to fly to Seattle and over. Yeah, big deal when it's free, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All it's right. Missing the wife. Yeah. <laughs> You know, does family have to pay? No. No. Direct direct family is free, too. See? Nice. Do you allow the old-type troopers in, or is it only the new, the newer troopers? No, it, as long as it's within the movies, it's allowed. Okay. Movies? I thought this was real life. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. How, how many of your, 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 um, your troop, we'll call it a troop, um, how many of them are... are DFs. I mean, in in your own vernacular. I mean, how how many of them really live it? I oh mean, my gosh! Trust me, you you think DFs are bad? You should see the Star Wars guys. There are some who can sit there and tell you the different things on the, each uniform and what movie it's from and how Boba Fett's knee plate is different from Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And 
and it's, no, okay, okay. There, there's that level, but I mean, I mean, living it. Like if you went home um, to their home, you know, they, they kind of live like a, like a trooper or live the Star Wars universe. Well, well, you know, they, they never they never turn it off. Pretty much, yeah. There, oh, there's a lot. There's actually a lot. Yeah, they usually live in basements. <laughs> and their mom's upstairs. Yeah, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for the movie that's like Trekkies, but it's about the Star Wars people. I don't think we're as bad as Trekkies. I, remember, remember, Star Trek people had thirteen, oh, actually ten years, right, to ramp that shit up before Star Wars came along. Yep, that's true. But I think it became more ramped up. Um, you know, once the movie started again, yeah, there were some old timer ones, but a lot of the ones you see, like Trekkies, has been playing on on the satellite a lot lately. And what I find funny about that is the the one chick who wanted to get off the next generation before the first season even finished is the one now that's shilling herself on Trekkies. <laughs> so, yeah, is that Denise Crosby? You, yeah, when you can't find real work, then you have to go back and you know live off of you know what. 10 episodes out of a 22 episode season or something. I don't know. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, so have we, um, yeah, because he's trooper. Well, yeah, because Spence, you know, he's, he's, you know, a couple hours ahead. I don't want to make him step too late and he might actually have to couple, work tomorrow. What do you mean a couple hours ahead? Oh, oh, Spence. So we're yes. waiting to get him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry about that. You, you get it now? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, all right. So I'm, so, on to Spence. so Dave, I'm going to say thanks. Thank you, Mike and Greg. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, oh, thank you. Thank, what, what's your What's your trooper number? TK eight three four. Well, thank you, TK three eight four for your time. Eight three four. Come on, you just said it. You oh, can't repeat it back. Like it really matters. <laughs> uh, li- li- live long and prosper, and thanks for coming on the show. By your command. All right, Dave. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So. Spence, shut off, you know, quiet your speakers, because you're coming next. <laughs> that was that was fun. Yeah, this is this is all turning out to be fun. Of course, you know, it's all inside jokes. Yeah, the the show for the people who aren't actually, you know, watch. Now, what, why is it that I keep seeing things from Jeff, but it doesn't show up in the list of viewers, but every now and then he posts. I don't know, I see Maybe, him. Oh, okay, wait, I just refreshed it, and now it Got came it. back All up. Right. Okay. So Spence is here. What's up? Spence, how you doing? Not too bad. All right, so I want to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds. I want to know, know. Your very first trip to Disneyland? No. It was not no, your was, first trip to Disneyland. That was my third trip. Your third uh, trip? First one when I was uh, three or four. Second one. Um, <laughs> were, you, were you held by Walt Disney? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> Yeah, wait, how old are you, Spence? Uh, 26. I'll be 27 next month. Freaking hairless embryo. Okay. Uh, Mike but, knows where I was going with that. Just kind yes, of- I know. I know. Long-time listeners know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's No, funny. so, uh, yeah, three or four, and then uh, uh, fall of 2007 with the wife. Uh, we just did kind of a a trip down there when we realized that, you know, we were... We were off on our own, and we were making money, and we could we could afford to make a trip. So we uh, decided to go oh, on the, Disneyland. The good old days. <laughs> and how long was that first trip? Um, I think we flew in on a Tuesday and left on a Saturday. I think we had Tuesday through Friday in the parks. And and you'd already been kind of like a 
Disney World regular at this point. Yeah, Spence's like child bride. Trips. What, what's this about Spence's child, child bride? How, how How's much your wife? Is she than you? She's two years younger than I am. Oh, okay. Well, they're That's both the, hairless she, embryos. She, she looks. She. I think. I. A lot of times we get. Um, people think she's younger. Um, like, probably like your, the, like your daughter. <laughs> the worst. The worst offense. We were on our honeymoon on the Disney Cruise Line. We were on Castaway Key, and it was early in the morning, and we were walking hand in hand. Uh, we were going over to rent a bike, and we get to the bikes, and you have to sign a waiver. And he said, okay, sign here, and then sign here for her. And it was like the minor sign away. I go, oh, no, she's my wife. And the, the lady was apologizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and I thought, I thought it was so cute. You know, father and daughter walking oh. hand in hand on the beach. <laughs> oh, man. And how old were you at this point? Um, uh, 2007. So that's three years I, ago. I was 20, 23, and she was 21. Wow. Yeah, and I used to get I, I used to get carded when I was with Karen, much you know a lot, a lot of years ago. Uh, I never got carded without her, but when I was with her, I'd get carded because they were carding her. I uh, never quite got it. It's but there was there was that, one time we cool. bought movie tickets, and I just said two for whatever movie, and it was lower than I thought. I looked at the tickets after I got them; it was one adult and one child. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, I'm hey, sure she what? enjoys that. If they're going to insult you, take it. Uh, when I got insulted at the uh, drive-thru, I think I've talked about this, at El Pollo, and the guy said, I roll up to the window and says, oh, I didn't give you the senior discount. At that point, I'm like, you know, screw you. I'm going to take it. I didn't say anything. Like, whatever. All right. <laughs> nice. Spence, where are you right now? You're in Minnesota? Yeah. I'm about you know, an hour south of the Twin Cities. Okay, there it just came out. So you don't sound like it, but then that that sounded a little more Minnesota-ish. Oh, okay. Minnesota. So, like, due south, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm a stone throw from thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, like I know where that is. Well, all right. I thirty-five runs yeah, in, from Interstate thirty-five. Yeah. Dilute. Uh, Dilute. Dilute. Well, because, um, <laughs> you know, I used to work. I used to get sent to Minnesota, you know, Minneapolis all the time. Okay. My when I had a real good private sector job. Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs of Minneapolis. So you know, Bloomington is okay. right off at of 35 West. So. Yep. I'd land at the airport, take the five, and I'd I'd usually end up camping in some in the in the uh, the courtyard between the Mall of America and you know there on Lindale Ave where. Okay. So, I'm quite familiar with that little little piece of land there. So, what made you move south then? Uh, job. I actually grew up in the cities, went to school in Duluth for college, and then we got a, I got a job down here, and so we we moved down here. Uh, late 2006, 2007. But so it's min- nice. Yeah, it's it's 45 minutes from everywhere. You know, we've got. You know, we got everything we need here, but you know, we don't have like a Best Buy or you know, anything. we don't we have Target, everything Walmart. you need. You don't have Disneyland or Disney World. <laughs> not quite everything. So Minnesota, born and raised, then. Oh yeah, all my life. So it's one a.m. there now. Yep. All right. So what are you doing up? Uh, listening to you guys. Oh, okay. Because yeah, we're the big draw. I was gonna go to bed, and then I saw you guys on Plurk, and you guys were. Uh, doing the show so I decided to tune in because usually I've been uh, 
I've been getting to bed a little bit earlier than normal, but think of this: he could be going to bed with the child bride or listening to us, and he stayed up for us. She's been upstairs sleeping for three hours now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm used at college. My average bedtime was probably six a.m. And yeah, wake you up what get time? Up till four or five in the afternoon. You know? Yeah. There's yeah. Well, <laughs> now I'll I wake up about seven. So I'll be up in about six hours. Nice. All right. So uh, what an exciting life I lead. Hey, you know, <laughs> the, the grind. And you only have 30 more years of it at least. So don't let I've that get got, you down. I've got over 30 years until I'm eligible for retirement. <laughs> yeah. Well, see. Yeah. All right. So what did I want to ask you? All right. So then Disneyland, that wasn't your first trip. So it was your first solo, though. Yeah, it was my first solo trip to a Disney park. And your first DPN gathering? Yes. Other than uh, we had Shannon from Magic Never Ends came up uh, with her mom to a medical conference, and we met up with oh, I remember her, that. And, okay. Uh, and uh, uh, WDW fan John, we get together on a fairly regular basis. He's up in the cities. So. How is John? He didn't make it this year. Um, he just got recently got a new job and did some moving and stuff so kind of a transitionary but uh he's doing pretty well we were uh we were going to be going to uh toy story 3 on thursday night um but he's got uh he's going to be sent over to wisconsin over ray's way for uh for work so wisconsin wisconsin just wisconsin like going to wisconsin i got my ass kicked in wisconsin what (laughs) (laughs) all right so what kind of good question? All right. So before this trip to Disneyland in beginning of May, when was the last mm-hmm. time you've been to Florida before that? Uh, the honeymoon in January of 2007. Oh. So just three, over three, three years. years. Yep. Wait, and how old your kid? Uh, she's a year and a half now. So married a year and a half. We were married just under two years when she was born. She was born a month shy of our second Boy, you sure are doing it the Midwest way, let me tell you that. <laughs> I, 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 Mike, I see Mike was trying to stir up a little bit of um, what shot, shotgun stuff going there. I no, think. no, I wasn't going for the shotgun. I mean, you know, but, geez, married at 23, 21? We, we, we literally, we graduated college in December Got married, or graduated in December. I started, we moved, and I started my job January 2nd. We got married January 13th, took off two weeks for the honeymoon um, right after that. And then later, in the, we bought our house and new car. It was a big year for us. <laughs> I'll say. But uh, not, not everybody waits till late in life to get married and have kids, you know, Mike? Well, you know. Nope. Nope, we're Catholic, so. <laughs> it was kind of a duty. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I think we waited four years. There was one miscarriage, so it could have been sooner. But, uh, you know, compared to most of my immediate uh, friends, you know, we, we got right to it, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I feel you there, Greg. We, uh, we did, too. Um, that was the first. Uh, the uh, Disneyland trip was meant to be a baby moon, quote, air quotes, but... Um, well, I also look at it this way now. You know, my youngest is two years from graduation, or year. Yeah, he's going to be a junior coming up, 
I'm done. You know, yeah. some of my friends still have them in elementary to junior high, <laughs> and they're going to be old and decrepit and in their own ECVs by the time they can really That's freely right. travel and never have, you know, don't have to worry about the kids anymore. And I'll be done with that. I, when I, in my, Two former jobs ago, they didn't have a kid till they were forty. I'm like, you know, you're gonna have a hard time changing your way of life. You know, you're gonna want to travel. He's like, I've done all that already. I'm like, you can't get that out of your system. You know, so it's it's that's a that's a, a big transition from people who you know our other co-host was like that. Just leave at a whim. Well, you yeah. just can't leave at a whim now. You know, well he still did for a, for a long time because he had a, you know huge support system where you just drop the kids off anytime you wanted but um yeah that's it, it's rough when you've got to take them everywhere and it changes the way you you do things it uh, took a lot of begging and pleading for the uh, for me to get the wife to let me go to west fest that's for sure <laughs> By really yourself, yeah really yeah. what would you have to uh what would you have to trade um there was an agreement where i was gonna get be getting to bed earlier and you know, that you know that leads, that, that leads to other things like more kids. More, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> especially if you're Catholic and you're doing that rotating stupid, you know, tra- birth control tra- system. It ain't the rhythm method. <laughs> not with you, Greg. Do I, do, do I need to quote some Monty Python? <laughs> oh, that's funny. But um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, that's just funny. That's that was my, for, you know, that counted for my 19 year gap uh, to Florida. We kept saying we wanted the kid to be old enough to realize they had been there, not just see pictures when they're 20 of when they were there at three and they remember nothing except being held by Walt Disney. Um, so then the next kid came along. Okay, well we got to wait till that one's old enough, or you know, we didn't want to do this travel with a bunch of, you know, like, especially like babies. And and I got to the point when we worked. I worked at Disneyland for so long. I'd see people bring in babies that I swear shouldn't even be, you know, seeing family yet. You know, they're, they're just too young to be exposed to, you know, all the crap that's out there. And they're, they're carrying them around probably one of the dirtiest places in the world. Um, what, Anaheim? No, just, you know, as <laughs> clean as we think Disneyland is, when you've got people from all over the world touching and feeling and same with Orlando. And some of them aren't know, bathing, right? Yeah, Wait, we're, yeah, we're talking about Disneyland and not Mike's new job, right? Yes. What's, my, what's my new job? The, the, the touching and feeling. Oh, the honey's honey's place. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, I just you, you, why would you bring <laughs> a child that young to the parks? You know, I, I just Damn, so we Jeff. kept waiting. You know, so <laughs> sorry. What? You know, you're looking at the Jeff, uh, yeah. <laughs> come to Texas reproduce crotch fruit sans marriage. Damn. <laughs> Pull and pray. Very religious way to do it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Sorry. And, and it's funny. Anyway, so yeah, I understand the the whole thing. So yeah, that's why we put off uh, Florida. And we took them to Disneyland, but you know, we could we could turn around and go home. The kids were yeah. you know not behaving or it just didn't seem right. But we didn't take them in when they were babies. You know, we w- waited a little bit. My not my oldest one because I was working graveyard. Kind of grew up going to the park uh, and when they were she was really young we were still up north anyways in, in the air force but you know every day i was off we'd probably go in spend some time with the characters maybe see a little show and go home so it was it was kind of nice but the traveling thing just didn't happen yeah i we've got our plan well i shouldn't say our my plans right now are to bring her down uh make a family trip out of it go down to disney world 
um, just before her third birthday. Yes, good. Seeing that we don't have to pay for tickets. That's right. You know, I, I, I almost hate to say I did this for so long, but depending on your size, and I don't mean girth necessarily, but just, you know, tall, wide shoulders, whatever, I was able to bring my kid in well past three by carrying oh, my- him. Cheater. My dad did. My did that. My dad did that with me. Yeah. You know, I'd be I'd be four or five. And, oh, he's three, or he's two, or. Well, I found when 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 kids were in strollers, the guest or the the guest control people tend to ask, or uh, the ticket takers. But when you're carrying them and they look small, they don't. They're not as quick yeah. to ask. Now, if they ask, I would say when they got closer to four or five, I, I didn't do that. But five? You know, three, How does a five-year-old pass for less than three? Small ones. Now, my kids aren't really small, but um, I probably got away with it to close to four. Then I felt guilty and thought I shouldn't be doing this. Um, but you know, I, I did do it for a while because you're right. I we miss. We grew up, and I can't remember. I think Florida had this for a while back in the seventies and eighties. A um, Junior price because I, I still don't think it's right to charge a three year old full boat when they're not going to go on. Most yeah, things. they, they I, still have that, I believe, in Florida. Because actually, we had a ticket from when I was in the junior age, and we went back in 2000 and it had a few remaining days on it. They traded them one for one on the days and upgraded it to an adult since it was still my ticket. Hmm. Yeah, and I see. So I don't. No, I don't look no at charge. that anymore. Yeah, so I, I don't know if they have the junior. I know we don't have the junior, and I think they um, they really need to. Tigger Ray saying no, they don't. They don't? Uh, I, I, that's what Tigger's saying, but, you know, he still I likes thought- that PVC uh, uh, <laughs> boat and Fantasmic. So. Now, hey, now, I'm, I'm in the same boat, pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Disneyland's Fantasmic? Yes. I, I, I'm, Ray was mentioned my comment in the chat earlier that you know I like both aspects of it. I like I like the the stadium feel of Fantasmic in Disney World. I like the mountain. Um in Disneyland I haven't seen the new dragon yet because they had the freaking river drain when we were out there for West Fest. So I haven't seen the new dragon. But the fiber optics on the princess floats I thought was pretty cool. Um I don't the Peter Pan segment is pretty cool. I, I don't like get all excited and get a UB over it, kind of like you know. A oh, oh, what? Do. UB. What's you a, weren't hanging out with the party girls at Westfest, were you? What's it? No. <laughs> what's a UB? I'm not going to explain it. Come on, answer. dude. What the hell? <laughs> Unexpected boner. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the whole thing with the Peter Pan set, it's cool. I I don't get super thrilled over it, but um, I like the ambiance of New Orleans Square, and I like it. I kind of like that it's that's in there. But see what, um, see what I like is we use actual attraction vehicles as part of the show. Well, they seem more Not, r- real life to me because yeah, they're they're large. They're, they're and they're actually made out of wood and planks, and they're full scale. So, yeah. They're, Oh, they're they're this they're that, not um, made out of pipe. Yeah, I mean they could have they could have made a much better boat. They chose not to. True. I I haven't I haven't seen the quotes about PVC and Steamboat Willie, but it, it looks it looks more styled after Steamboat Willie. I know, I know what you're laughing at. Mike. I just saw it too. <laughs> 
So the bartender so, says. Sorry. Do you have Matt? Oh shoot. That's funny. Does anyone want to read it? I'll, I, I'll read okay, it. Okay, go ahead. By the Esquire, best way to prevent unwanted children. Shitcock. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, this is this is too much fun. All right, sorry. So we were talking about. All right, so you like both? Uh, yeah, like there's some aspects of both both that I like, but. So let me let me ask you from the you've never traveled with the child yet to the parks is is that is no. that the, okay um now meandering mouse is getting in on it. Uh, the um so you're you're fully prepared when you go when when you you when you and the prince or the uh, child bride go child bride nice you you guys are pretty much young fun fancy free do whatever you want uh you know go for the little uh you know private time on the mansion or you know whatever you want to do your young kids your you know your we have restraint greg we okay (laughs) but now you're good in our pants okay now you're gonna be going with a child and the whole dynamic of traveling Serious, seriously change, especially with one that's under three. Yeah. So you guys know what you're heading for with they have you know, no idea. Switches, not riding rides together, you know, if you want to do those things. Now, our, our friend Shaft <clears throat> kept saying he was going there for the kids. It, he finally revealed later that it was more for him and his wife. But, you know, you spend your time doing all these either baby swaps or skipping attractions. I, I was like, oh, how was uh, Alien Encounter? Uh, I didn't go on it. How was this? I didn't go on it. How was that? I didn't. I'm like, what the hell did you do? You know, it's a, it, it really changes your travel dynamic. So I'm kind of curious what your your expectations are. I'm or thinking. Maybe- what I think I'm thinking what's going to happen. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to make a trip without my parents tagging along. Why is that? It, it, well, is that they'll a, just, another? They'll, they'll want to go for her first trip. Okay. All right. Okay. This is and your so, parents or her parents? My parents. Her parents have never been down there. They're from they're from way northern Minnesota, spitting distance from Canada. So they talk I, funny. I, I took my father in law on the light rail to the Twins game, the new stadium, and he thought the light rail was about the coolest thing ever. The what was light, the light rail? The light rail train. Oh, okay. You know the subway um, on the street. I, kind don't of get thing. me wrong. I love the guy. He's awesome. But I think if I and my goal is to get him down to Disney World. Him and my mother in law and my sisters in law and. Um, but I, th- I think honestly, it, it would fuck his brain if he got down there and <laughs> saw everything that was going on. It, like they don't re- fireworks shows up here on the Fourth of July for the most part are just fireworks going off. Like get him down there and synchronize music to it. Oh my god, it just blow him away. <laughs> I'm sorry. I re- <laughs> you know, Jeff is saying it's Jeff, not to get a photo Disney parks. He says, just not the place I want to be slapping it. <laughs> Hitting Mickey's all up in the hotel room, blah, blah. Bah. Bah, bah. <laughs> Jeff Bennett. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have to admit, like Vegas, I haven't seen any hotel rooms at Disney with the mirror on the ceiling. Dude, okay, Jeff's next, fucker. <laughs> I guess we need to tell the stories about all the, the funny things or wild things we've seen happen or heard happen at Disney. I mean, we, we've got a bunch of X-rated stories. You about do, do, more than I do. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Mostly me at yeah. what happens at Disney. Um, things you would never think of happening. That's the, um, anyway. So that's it. So you're good. No, the, it's not because you can't. You haven't cut your umbilical cord from your mom. It's just the parents want to go down for uh, the kids' first trip, and they. I think they're big Disney World fans too, or Disney fans. Yeah, yeah, they were the ones that really. They you know they took me as a kid several times and uh, oh cool like theme parks and roller coasters and that sort of thing is something I uh, I connect with with my dad and so okay, so so what I'm hearing is some built-in babysitting so you'll get some you'll get some Everest time in because the parent the grandparents are going to want to spend some quality time with uh, the grandchild you know in the the kitty areas yeah cool. Damn, I wish I I never had those kind of built-in uh, travel. But but then again, I don't want to travel with my parents or my in-laws. So hey, one of our one of our good trips at Disney World, I had you know, my my in-laws. Yes, I, my, you know, I know you did. Yeah, I, you're uh, you're a bigger man than I am. I could not do that. It worked out I okay. Tried, remember, I traveled across the country with my brother-in-law once, and, and it ended up being an okay trip. But I could not do it with the whole family. My mom. Yes, yeah, I, I couldn't drive to Florida. I, I know Ray drives and. Some of the other people on the uh, the eastern coast drive down to Florida. It's not not as far for them, but for Ray, I think he's nuts <laughs> driving. I couldn't do oh, it. Ray, I can fly. Ray is nuts. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, Simple explanation. Yeah, you know, I would like to drive once, just because now that I've driven, I've driven to Tennessee and back, um, driven the, deep in Arizona a few times. I'd like to drive just to see everything on the way. So it would just be, it'd have to be like almost a month trip because I'd like to stop, see things. Because uh, I did Tennessee and back in six days um, and, then, and tried to cram a lot in. But quite frankly, you get out there in the 40 and there ain't shit to do. Um, Matt, Matt said 13 hours for him to Disney World. From D.C. I've driven across uh, yeah, the country that, four times. and That's, that's from our house to, to my in-laws. Last summer, it's, it's thirteen hours. Stops thirteen hours. It was like twelve to get up there. This year we did it. Oh, it was about eight and a half. Yeah, race is nineteen. Nineteen hours. We weren't, making, we weren't making stops to breastfeed the baby, so you were. No, they did weren't. You do that last year we do that when it took when it took like twelve hours. It did, but this year can't, can't you? you know, can't the, nip, the nipple sucking can't go in the happen in the car. I mean, what's the deal? Got to be in the car seat. Oh, that's true. It's not like the good old days. <laughs> we just let them ra- roll around no, in the no, back of the no, station wagon sorry. like I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or <laughs> Mama goes in the back. And, yeah, that's, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, driving across country for us is like shit or Shinola. I mean, there's there's not a lot going on out off the, the 40. In Texas, you know, we saw nothing but like a huge cross that seemed to not be connected with anything just out there on the side of the road. Um, the flattest, ugliest country I think I've ever seen happens to be the panhandle of Texas, but um, I don't know. Arkansas wasn't too pretty. I mean, whew, the people at the little mini stops and uh, the fast food restaurants, <laughs> oh, my God, get some false teeth or something. You, I mean, they scared me. I, I She smiled, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, my God. <laughs> I was trying to contain my, uh, my surprise. Yeah, it was kind of a- like seeing <laughs> – what was it? What was that one with uh, J- Jackie Chan and uh, when they're the uh, Russia they go over to England? No, oh. no, 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 no. It's it's oh uh, oh Shanghai Nights. It's Shanghai Nights, and they see the English girls, and she smiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was oh, it was at that kind of moment. Yeah, Arkansas was scary. <laughs> it was invented on like Crossing Texas. Nice. <laughs> uh. All right, so Spence, um, 
There are more cuts in suspense because, I mean. No, I think I think Spence is going to have a good time with built-in babysitting. Congratulations on your your young bride and your young child, and yeah, yeah. have have some fun down there. And your young self. Hopefully you're not staying in the same room with the parents. At least get some, you know. Oh, a joining well, we room. Got, we haven't gotten that far in the planning, but I, oh, okay. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Awesome. Cool. Spence, thanks Sweet. for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it was, thanks for it was fun, dude. Thanks for humor about it all. Yes. <laughs> we'll be talking. You can't laugh at yourself. What can you do? That's right. That's a good, good point. All right, dude. All right. Hey, we'll see you. Yeah, looks like Nick Monty finally, you know, got out of his drunken stupor and got on the out of his drunken stupor. All right, it's we're at two hours. Do we want to take one more? Uh, well, who do we want to take? Who wants who wants to take us on? I guess All right. maybe. Oh yeah, because yeah, we've been really hard hitting. <laughs> uh, I, I still think I think my best time was with Disney Trooper. I, I really got some knowledge around that uh, that whole Trooper thing. Do you want to do it? Jeff, they want Jeff. Jeff, are you ready? Mr. Houston? All right, here he goes. He says he's in. I'm, I'm in. I'm going in. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I didn't tell you about our, our horrible uh, Captain EO trip. This this is while, while you're connecting with Jeff, I'll talk about it. Uh, like I said, I went went down to the park. The park hopping party dudes were there. You know, it's part of the DPN. And Margaret Carey was hanging out with us, the, the Tinkerbell chick. Uh, she's like 81. Hey, hey Jeff. Jeff. How's it going? So she's not seen, she's never seen Captain Eel. So she wants to see Captain Eel. So the whole group of us go over there and we wait and we get in there and we're, we're sitting down. She's sitting right next to me. She said a few things to me. I couldn't hear over the crowd and I'm just like, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, so the, the I guess the cast member getting everybody going was really hyping the crowd up you know she's working the crowd telling people how they should dance and you know making some funny noises i got it all recorded um so just about the point where they're going to do the first musical number a little before that the right camera started to fade in and out and you you wouldn't see anything out of your right eye it was re- it was really odd, and the funny part was some people would take their glasses off and they're looking at their glasses like there's something wrong with the the 3D glasses, not the film. And then the film just turned off, but the music kept going and the floor kept shaking. So all you can see across the whole theater, all these people bouncing around, and the music's going. So that of course I turned my video the video part of my camera on at that point and started. Uh, taping this and it kept going people were getting into it and after about two or three minutes of this and the they got into the kind of into the part where the song kind of ends but there's a lot of music still going on the guys with the whips and you know michael's getting into it and all that with the whips (laughs) (laughs) about that time they finally just shut the music and everything off and apologized and everybody started saying boo you know like let let it go we want to hear the rest of it uh but it was kind of funny so margaret carey tinkerbell never still has not seen uh, Captain EO. But I have to say, that was one of the best performances of Captain EO I've ever seen. Because you lost three minutes of the film. Because <laughs> it, it shut off and I didn't have to see it all. Yeah. <laughs> but, you still got, but you still got the violation of being bounced, right? Oh, yeah. I still say they should have put that in the um, the theater for Bugs Life. Because then it would have been more authentic for Michael. <laughs> so, so, Jeff, how you been, dude? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. You and your yeah. freaking little chat things making me laugh. How's, how, <laughs> how's the uh, small version of you doing? 
Oh, he's doing great, man. Doing the, really good. The small version. Yeah, it's it's a trip. He's walking now, so he'll just be like, you know, Woo-hoo, lock everything up, dude. Yeah, I'll just be like sitting there, and this drunk midget will walk by. I'm like, what the hell? It's really odd. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it, so you know. Cool. Yeah. So you know, it was nice to see you uh, shed the hermit life, and you know, come visit some people. Dude, that was amazing. It was it was crazy. Like for the first, I don't know, full two days, I don't think I got on two or three. Th- things i was just so busy just hanging out with people and and uh, kind of reconnecting i mean hell i hadn't been there on the west coast for two years so it was it was awesome man i really had a good time so yeah that was uh it was it was crazy it's like being it really a local. You, yeah well it, may, it makes you appreciate the park a little bit more like because i used to go at like three four times a year I hadn't been there literally two years, and it made me appreciate the place a little bit more. And literally by like the third day, when I had been on a total of six rides, that's when I it start like I I start getting really annoyed. I was like, I haven't been here in two years, and I haven't gotten on anything. So I like popped into that like tourist mode for a bit. I was like, I just need to be a tourist for like at least half a damn day. So yeah, it, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. So I got to thank you all for putting that together and keeping the DP Dude, alive. Uh, hey, no sweat, man. No sweat. So, all right. Do you want to tell us? All right. So you've been you've been you've switched your allegiance to the Tokyo Disneyland. I see. Pretty much, I've been give I've been give, average, give everybody in the United States to raise middle finger and fly off well, the freaking Japan. I mean, I've I've been I've been averaging about twice a year out there, which is pretty impressive. But um, I, I really have to say, um, I mean, the travel notwithstanding, my you know that's kind of a pain in the ass part of it all, but. My Disney dollars are really best spent there, you know. And I know I'm always yapping about it, but it just—it really, really is. It's, and I and I know it's hard for people, you know. It's it's one thing or the other with people. It's either money or time, right? Okay. So you know, I understand it's hard to get out there. But when I hear people going down to Disney World like three, four times a year, and they're like hardcore Disney park fanatics, I still can't like wrap my head around why you wouldn't just take one trip out to Tokyo Disney Resort. But before you went to Tokyo Disneyland Resort, you were one of those multi-year uh, hardcore type yeah, of fans. Uh, absolutely. And I just, I kind of needed just kind of an excuse. I needed an excuse to really just go. And, you know, when I found out someone else was going, it kind of, you know, made me want to go. So I don't know. I, I, I understand like the, the, the wall you have to jump over mentally to get yourself to make the trip out there. But I'm telling you, once you do it once, if you really enjoy the parks, um, it gives you a whole new perspective on all the parks. And quite frankly, if they were to, t- you know, if they're like those three or four, because I, I know what you mean. There's some of those people you're like, they're out there three or four times a year, or they take like two, 10, 15 day vacations. If right. they put one of those in the bank and said, hey, let, you exactly. know, let's, let's go overseas next time or even go to Paris, you know, exactly. do something different yeah. and try one well, of the other. Parts. You know, and, and these people that go three, four times a year, you get the same excuse from those people. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, I don't speak the language. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just, I'm not buying it anymore. You know, I've, I've been there enough times. And even the first time I went, it really was not that difficult. The Japanese, yeah, was, the Japanese culture, they're, they're just, it's such a, so ingrained in that, that, that air of respect and respecting people that, you know, even the people that work in these, you know, are equivalent to minimum wage jobs, they bend over backwards to make you happy there. Whereas like, you know, when I went to Paris, 
Raise middle finger. Yeah, they're like you know you're the, <laughs> fucking, the you're the you're the fucking speed bump in their work day. Like when they <laughs> when they see you approaching, like oh goddamn, here we go. <laughs> no, I gotta I gotta work now. You know. It, it but was, as far as design and beauty, doesn't uh, Paris Disneyland still kind of take the cake? Ah, uh, I, I know. I know. The, I know let me say the, this. Uh, let me say this. Let me say this about. I, I still think. The most beautiful castle on all the parks on Earth, and I've been to all of them. I still think the most beautiful castle is Tokyo Disneyland. Did you I did th- you finally get to? Uh, I, I guess I missed it. Did you finally get to Hong Kong? Oh yeah, I've been to all of them. Okay, because yeah. I know when when that one big trip when you met uh, Freaky Tiki, he had went to Hong Kong, but you didn't. Right. No, okay. I went to uh, Hong Kong last year. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know, you see pictures of the Paris Park. And um, the castle like just looks amazing in pictures. When you get there, and you look down Main Street, it's like this dum dum moment. It's a lot smaller. It looks a lot bigger in pictures. The force perspective on it is pretty amazing. So in photos, it looks incredible. When you're there in person, it really is not that impressive. But I'll, I'll say this: as far as like uh, detail and um, the theming goes, their Magic Kingdom Park, you know, Paris Disneyland, is the it's it's like the Disney Sea of Magic Kingdom parks. I mean, there's so many like nooks and crannies and details to explore and see, and that's the really awesome thing about Paris uh, Disneyland, hands down. The problem is it's it's completely marred by um, upkeep <laughs> <French> and maintenance <laughs> maintenance issues. And yeah, the French people in general, like there's no, they don't care about designated smoking areas. They will smoke in the queue for the attraction. I guess I guess we should we should qualify that it's not the French, it's the Parisians. Because well, everything, I, my, know, my wife traveled in France. She, well, she actually liked the Parisians also, but she did notice much a much different feel from the country side people, people outside of France, and the Parisians who think yeah. the world evolves around Paris. So yeah, well, here's one of the things. Like I, we we did Paris proper, you know, we toured around there first, and it was like you know this week long of watching your ass because of the crime and just trudging through really, really dirty, disgusting train stations, which I wasn't used to because I've been going to Tokyo for so long. I mean, everything you could eat off the pavement there. And I remember um, when we were training it in to the uh, Paris Disneyland Resort, I was like, wow, finally get to see a clean train station, you know, because it dead ends right there at the resort. That's all it serves. So I was like, well, you know, this has got to be the one clean train station and in Paris or, you know, or in Europe or whatever. I up into London and they're all dirty and dangerous. But we, the train pulls in and I get out and it looks like all the rest. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't a good sign. And it just carried right into the parks. I mean, it's like we would get in for um, early entry because we were staying on site and there were cigarette butts everywhere. Really? Oh, absolutely. Just there's things there's no excuse for. Because, you know, they had the whole night to clean up. You arrive there in the morning, there's shit floating in the waterways. Um, by 11 p.m., 11 a.m., there was uh, overflowing trash. That's, that's not right. I mean, it was insane. When you walk around, you felt more like you were in a Six Flags theme park. So, given the fact, I, I have to admit, as far as detail goes, um, it's, it's, it's like the Disney seeds for all the Magic Kingdom parks. But it's really it's badly, badly marred by their maintenance and upkeep issues. I mean, there was there was trip hazards like on the hardscapes. Like you would literally just I mean the pavement was so jacked up in places 
you, it was like a danger. There were so many burnout light bulbs in like places like Fantasyland along Main Street that it was just it was insane. It wasn't like oh like you have to really look and pick out like the four light bulbs out of the five hundred. It was like you know forty five percent of some of the light bulbs and some of the attractions were just out. But but Paris Disneyland is not a franchise park like Tokyo, right? It's Disney. Uh, Run? It's, it's, it's Disney-operated, it's, and, and, you know, the only thing we could come up with is I think that to, to Parisians, that is a clean theme park. So, okay, but it's still not Disney standard. Why would they let it slide? It's not, and it's not. You know, and I was with Joel, who worked in Custodial down in Florida for years and years and years, and he was going nuts. I mean, because he's, you know, he was trained into the whole, this is the way we up, we keep our parks, at least from, like, you know, keep the damn trash cans from overflowing. That, and the that's guy interesting. Was, the guy was literally at one point. I mean, he had saved a lot of money, and he had to fly around the world to get to this place. It was his last. It was his last stop to get all the parks in under his belt. And at one point, he was actually like kind of brought to tears. Our first night, he was so upset the condition the park was in. And I don't know. I liked the park. I think some of their e-tickets were the best done. Like it's the best pirates. I never thought I'd see a pirates better done than California. Theirs has got it licked. Um, I really like their Haunted Mansion out there. The Big Thunder is amazing. Their Space Mountain's amazing. All their e-tickets are incredible. But I, I, I don't think I'll ever go back to that park. Ever. Ever, ever, That's ever. interesting. I, I have a couple of people that follow me on Flickr who are European, and they put a lot of uh, Paris Disneyland photos up. I've never seen that. I'm going to have to look a little closer now. And I've got a good friend that works at the studio who his sister lives over there, and he, he goes a lot. And he's never mentioned that. The, the more CD side of it, you know. No, it blindsided me because I'd looked at all the pictures. I mean, heck, I'm a Disney park dork. I studied every angle I could about every park, and it, I didn't see it coming. I, I mean, like I said, I was training it in to the train. I said, like, "Wow, I'm actually going to finally see a, a a train station that's clean." And the first thing you pull up, the first thing you see is crap. The hotels, even the wallpaper was peeling off. The car, all the carpets were threadbare. Some of the outlets in our room didn't work. Some of the, uh, some of the um, sheetrock in a, a Disney uh, property hotel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I say, which we one did you end up staying at? The Sequoia Lodge, which is right below their deluxe. I mean, the sheetrock was peeling off in our restroom because of the moisture. It wasn't tended to. The threadbare carpet, wallpaper, paint. I mean, it was insane. Everything about the resort is just—it's disgusting. Now, I'm not sure because after a while, uh, they did sell off some of the hotels and are, they're not operated uh, by Disney I'm anymore. Sure the lodge. I'm pretty sure it's quite a lot yeah. out there. It's Disney operated. Yeah. It's, I I'm it's, not it's sure. It's appalling, man. I mean, talk about bad. Though. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I get pretty fed up with Florida, too, because I think California's upkeep is a lot better than Florida's. And, um, you know, I, I'd get pretty down on Florida. But I went to Paris, I was like, wow, this makes Florida look immaculate. Just to be clear, uh, Euro Disneyland is operated by a French company, Euro Disney SCA. Uh, I I do know they've got other investors, but I think they Disney well, it, still owns the is, largest majority of share uh, in it. So I mean, well, we know Oriental Land Company; they wholly operate the parks, and they just license from Disney. And of course, the Imagineers and everything they design, right? Everything. But as far as park ops goes, it's, it's and budgeting and everything else. I think it's think it's Disney's French company, I'm air quoting, but I do know that they have other large investors and Disney's percentage of ownership has decreased 
some over the years. But they're still operating the place. That's the that's the key here, well, right? The, the, yeah, they're the, if this company, and I'd have to look it up. Your old Disney SC uh, SCA, if they are, uh, let's see, let's see. It says SCA owns and operates Disneyland Paris. Um, Thirty-nine point seven eight percent of shares are held by the Walt Disney Company. Ten percent by some Saudi prints and 50% by other shareholders. Um, so, so then it's not, doesn't sound like it's a Disney uh, company. It, I don't know. It, well, however it is, it's very, it's very upsetting because when you look at the park, the, the amount of love that went into the design and the theme of that park, it's, it's insane. And, and, then, just, and then to see it not just, kept up, yeah. It's been crapped on. It has been crapped on. Just so to I, give I still just say my Disney dollars just best spent at Tokyo Disney Resort. I think everything runs perfectly there. It's perfectly clean. I think the crowd control there is great. I think cast members are amazing. Uh, the attractions are top-notch. You know, Disney Sea is, is the park. It's just incredible. You don't even have to get on a ride when you're in Disney Sea. Just walking around and looking around is just it's incredible. But for and those who want to see Tokyo all Tokyo to play in, man, it's it's just a great place to go. <laughs> but for those who want to see all parks, you wouldn't suggest people not go to Paris Disneyland. No, not at all, not at all. It's just I won't. I, I have no desire to ever ever really go back. I just don't. Okay. I'm but glad yeah, I went. I'm glad I went. But yeah, and and you know, here's the funny: the cleanest park. And I don't know if this because it's just new is Hong Kong, but it was so clean in Hong Kong that it was creepy. Like it's, it's hard to explain. Like walking down Main Street was like, you know, it don't it don't look right. It so yeah, you know it's like it's like that scene out of the very first Shrek movie where they're walking down. It's like, <laughs> quiet, too quiet. You know, and it was like clean. You should almost spill some popcorn just to see what happens. Something just weird about that park. It was really weird. Now, so. To give it, give give people, and I, I looked it up real quick because I, I I had never really thought about this, and you said the the uh, Chateau de la Bia or Belle uh, Bois or whatever their hotel or their freaking castle is called. Uh, it's only 167 feet. Now, that sounds tall, only. the um, Cinderella castles are 189. I think the Matterhorn is 181 to give you an idea of size. So it is a little shorter. Yeah, it is shorter, but here's a question I have. If you look at the pictures, it's, it's kind of built up on, on a little hill. hill. So I wonder, if, is, that, is that from like the hardscape where you can stand as a guest up to the top? Or is that from the base of the castle? I don't, I don't know how you to know, figure it, that out. It, yeah, it doesn't say, but isn't but, part of the castle reach all the way down to the drawbridge and part of it is up on the, uh, on the uh, hill? Because I'm looking at the artist's conception and, you know, the the – towers go down below the bridge almost to the water and then there's a side of it where the uh yeah it extends you know, out the grass runs up to the yeah it's, so you I, know, as far I, as the castles go it's it's a really cool castle because other than it just being kind of the, the weenie for the park it, it it's it's actually kind of it's a very interactive castle you can explore through it now like the one you know like they have disneyland now which is my first time to see that i thought it was really neat but you can do all that, and they also have like the basement with the audio animatronic dragon down there, which is really nice. Is it still it, working? Very, is it still yeah, functional? I, it actually works. I was surprised. It actually does work. But I mean, it's a really neat castle. But I, I think it was like the two things that I was really shocked. Number one, of course, was the upkeep of the park. But when I literally, when I just gazed down Main Street, and I was like, "This is going to be the best castle I know," it, because I'd seen the pictures and I had it worked up in my mind, and I just looked at it and I was like wow that's it 
And I think Joel had the same reaction. We were both just kind of like, well, that's a little bit underwhelming. We weren't displeased with it. But, like, when you see it in pictures, it's like, wow, that is really cool. But when, they, when you just look down Main Street that first time, you know, like, you know, it's like people when they come from California all their life and they go to Florida and they see that big cat, they're like, whoa. I expected, like, that for me. You know, that you know what it is? I'm, I'm looking at some pictures of it, and, and it looks, I mean, huge and towering. Uh, some of it is the the uh, the depth of the lenses that are shooting some of these shots. I think it gives you kind of a uh, it's like using a telephoto makes things closer to mm-hmm. you than they are and compresses things in the depth of field. But also, if you look at the mass of it, the massing is much different than the Cinderella castles, which yeah. have a much larger base. And this one, the base starts kind of small. You got a lot of these little turrets and towers going at different sizes. Gives you an appearance of going much higher than it really is and like you said the force perspective was used very well it's uh, it's it's an interesting play like I, like I said I'd never ever tell anyone not to visit Paris Disneyland the two parks I'd tell people not to visit would be Disney Studios Paris yeah, <laughs> everybody I've heard worst. said yeah. that is an abomination man and then I would also say Hong Kong, just the fact that I feel like it, they just, there's just not enough there. I mean, it, let it let it yeah, grow up a little bit. Give it, it, give it three up. or four more years, then it's gonna be the yeah. shit. Well, you yeah, know, I think thing- it'll be nice after that. But uh, but I mean, those are the only two parks I would say don't bother. For everything, yeah, every yeah. other park I'd say absolutely go experience them all. But I mean, the Studios Paris is pretty really really bad. Yeah, even I mean, even my buddy the, from the, the park says or the studio says that. Now, I, the one thing I do know that. This castle, Paris created a uh, unique uh, challenge for the Imagineers for their castle because, quite right. frankly, you can travel, you know, not too far and find yep. real castles. So they they had to come up with something a little more whimsical. Whimsical, uh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Fantasy, uh, yeah. And fantasy, like, and I think that's partly why you you get what you get here. And I know you're going to say how good uh, the Tokyo one is. And it's the same exact castle as in Florida. It's hard to explain why that. I know it's very hard to explain why that castle looks so well. And I I think I've tried to in some of my Flickr comments. It's the the way the job. The way the thing is painted. There's something about the way it's painted. Like when you look at the Florida castle in person, it appears much more flat. When you look at the Tokyo castle, it's identical to Florida, but there's something about the paint job adds this depth. And you know, and that's this, fairly that's fairly recent in its history. Uh, I think for a it long is. Time, it kind of mirrored the look of Florida's and even some of the colored schemes that have changed over the years. Uh, but I, I want to say that's within the last five to ten years that they went to that new scheme, and they really made the stonework look a lot more um, real and, and depth. Aged. It's got you know, aged. Yeah, it kind of looks it's, aged. Yeah, yeah, and when the one in Florida, it just looks nice and. It's beautiful, but there's something about the one in Tokyo that it makes it look more like an authentic castle. So yeah, I think I think it stone looks like stone, not like kind of yes. like river rock, you know. That's just right, exactly. And also the other thing about Tokyo, the way that um, it's it's it sits in the park, the hub is like you can't even you can't even wrap your head around the hub in Tokyo until you've been there. It's like it's this huge, huge, huge expanse. It's just it's enormous it's hard to even just explain i mean in the hub are these two huge like turrets they use for multimedia and the damn things are like i don't want to i want to say almost as half the size or almost as tall as the whole castle in california 
and there's two of them on each side in the forecourt area. So, and then you've got, it's just, it. the hub is mind-blowing. It's just mind-numbing. It's, well, it's also incredibly large. Well, it's circumference-wise. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> The yeah, the vehicle the vehicles only go around the hub. They don't go down. Right. No, their, they don't. They're world bizarre. There because it's covered. Yeah. Now no, it's well, very I, it's very different. So that might set it off as well. But I mean, even when you go around the back of the castle in Tokyo, it looks gorgeous from everywhere. I, I, it's my favorite castle, and I really thought Paris was gonna was gonna be my favorite. Don't you find though the the one thing that's always struck me odd about Tokyo Disneyland? Of course, I've never been there. You know, I've talked about my chances of getting there and the wife not really being interested when I was in the Air Force and could fly, you know, fly for five bucks. Um, is the arrangement of the park. Some of the things don't seem like they're located properly and have a weird <laughs> relationship to yeah. things around them. You know, like where a haunted pirate is or a haunted a mansion haunted is. haunted mansion sits in right by Dumbo. <laughs> That's the craziest yeah, thing. Not right at all. But, and you know, until they... Until they put in that thing in between Small World and uh, the mansion, you could literally probably get them both in the same picture. Yeah. Uh, it's got some odd relationships where where things go. One of my sponsors just got back. We did a big long show. I don't know if you listened to it. He had some interesting thoughts of between uh, the two parks over there, too. And uh, uh, it was kind of, I don't know, refreshing to hear a couple of views because I've always looked at this park as just being Oddly, oddly arranged, like where the rocket jets are, for example. Yeah. Um, the the way Space Mountain kind of has a ramp, like our 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 Disneyland one used to, but it seems to be kind of like dislocated from the rest of the buildings. Where almost all of our space, the Space Mountains we're used to here on this continent, somehow have a connection, either you mm. know by a people mover, uh, by the complexes around them, and this one just kind of sets out there. Yeah, I'll give you that. There are some areas of the park where things kind of fall off a little bit, but um, there are there are so many areas areas of the park where it just works. But there are yeah, out of all the Magic Kingdom parks, that was definitely a little odd. But here's the funny thing: if you spend enough time in Tokyo, that's the thing about Tokyo. Like it fits with Tokyo because there's just things about Tokyo that are just freaking quote odd. Okay, so and this it, disjointed American look at it is probably it, I think it probably works for them. I think it does. Yeah, it really does. It just there's there's a lot of quirky things to me which kind of makes the whole atmosphere of being over there in Tokyo. It it's I don't know. I I kind of I dig it. So that kind of falls into place with everything else, but I mean, you know, as a whole though, the resort is just it's such a pleasure to be at. It, it really is. And it's cheap, man. You can get like a 4-day park hopper for like 130 dollars, 140 bucks. Now, my sponsor and it sounds like you have the same feeling the language wasn't really an issue no not really not at all absolutely not no so those, those, like those I said, people those who be- are afraid of that shouldn't be afraid of it no really- it shouldn't and cost cost should not really be an issue i mean i know airfare is kind of steep right now but like i said if you can go to florida three two or three times a year you can definitely experience tokyo disney once and i think if you're really a, a disney park fanatic and you spend that much time and money going to the domestic parks, I think you owe it to yourself just to go see how they do it out there once because it, it's it's incredible. It, it just it, The place takes your breath away. It's really and cool. And let's be realistic. Some some of these, and I'm, I'm, I'm broad brushing here, but some of these people that go two, three, four times a year don't exactly spend that much time in the parks either. They they, they yeah. Some of these guys have like travel routines where, you know, they hang out here or they, you know, they 
it's it's not in the park every day doing it all. You know, they like after I saw some of these people that go to the campground and set up their Christmas lights and all their Christmas decorations and they hang around in the campground all day. You know, I can find campgrounds to do the same thing for and a lot less money. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I don't know. I'm the type that likes to be in the park most of the time, or in a restaurant, or or doing something immersed in the, immersed in the hotel. The- yeah, the hotel is for sleeping at night. It's or a quick nookie in the afternoon, whatever. You know. uh, but it's not really for spending a lot of time in. I don't even like to use the pools. You know, it's like get me in the park. You know. Yeah. No, I like. See, I like. I'm the same. I like being in the parks. So I really don't. I don't. The resort doesn't do it for me. But yeah. You know, they're also playing a third gate for uh, Tokyo. Do you have any idea what it's supposed to be? Well, no. Everyone's hoping it's not going to be a film park because that would just fail. Where I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be. Um, I think what would fit out there would be air, land, sea, air. So you don't think that oh. since the, the Japanese seem to be real big into the cinema, that they would embrace I, a film? I don't think. Park? You know, in my opinion, all those studio parks are just big financial cop outs. It's just easy to open them up. I mean, if you look at Studios Paris, it's complete just financial cop out. That was just to get another gate in there. It's the cheapest, easiest way to do it. And, and it's just, that is the epitome of. Though I don't I've like heard studio there's, parks. There's, yeah, though I've heard there's one or two decent rides in the Paris one. Overall, the park really blows. Oh, it's, it's awful. You can throw it literally. I, I'm not exaggerating. If you stood on one side of it, you could throw a rock from one side to the other. Now, you and know, you can look I, across I, the whole thing. It's crazy. It's so just. It's, I, it's I think you know. I really think that Florida's attempt. When, the reason they opened it, other than trying to beat Universal, uh, it, it had good intentions, but they didn't stick with it. Yeah, you know, they yeah. didn't. They didn't have the cojones to to try to keep it going and bring new things in. It just turned into a theme park, which then yeah. lost its appeal as you know the uh, the movie industry type. Yeah, thing. yeah it's know, a shame because I really like the Hollywood, the Hollywood, you know, studios in, in Florida. I, I really like walking into that park, just going down Hollywood Boulevard, and I like the way it feels. But then. You know, after that wears off, after I'm there for 30 minutes, it just kind of <laughs> yeah, everything just dies on me. I'm like, what happened? I'm the same way. I, I kind of you get past the old Hollywood thing. You see a few sets. You're kind of that's cool, and then okay, it's another theme park. What are we gonna do now? Show, yeah, show, 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 show. Oh, there's a ride. Another show. Ah, uh, there's a ride. Yeah. The shows aren't that good. You know, that's another thing about Tokyo. If you like Disney shows, I mean, you really and some people really like like uh, Super Dry. The guy I always travel with out there, he loves Disney shows. He really, really like likes them, and that's another reason he likes Tokyo so much because they take that shit seriously out there. Their productions out there are amazing; they're really, really cool, and they have the whole lottery system. I mean, people go ape shit over these shows out there; it's insane. So, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of Disney shows of any kind, that's an, another reason you get your butt out to Tokyo because, I mean, they just they do amazing shows out there. They're really neat. Some of them are, are really cheesy and bad. There's like two or three I can think of. But most of them are just fabulous. Their mermaid show is just unreal. It's unbelievable. It's just crazy. Well, you know, the, the big difference is they are willing to spend the bucks that we tend to not. You know, no, you're not going to, no bucks, no Buck Rogers. Well, we don't get Buck Rogers here. <laughs> we, we, you know, we get uh, Buzz Lightyear. And the other thing, the other thing that's interesting, you know, you guys were talking about they cut shows seasonally and do all the over in Tokyo, it's it's crazy. Like, and you know, Superdry brought up the good point is he feels that his annual pass dollar is best spent there 
because they don't cut those things because you know he never knows what time of year he's going to be able to get out there but he knows every time he goes with his annual pass he's going to be able to see the same exact shows at all the same times nothing's going to be cut depending on the time of year, year he goes and he really likes that aspect of it too so i think that's kind of cool that they just they don't cut anything like they do in, in, in you know in the domestic parks which is i mean it Wait. makes it real nice again making it for me and there's a lot of other people that be in the same camp that have gone out there. I really think your Disney dollars best spent at that resort. You get you know, more I'd bang like, for your buck. Yeah, I'd like to know what the Tokyo Disneyland Resort did in the '80s after they opened. If they, you know, because again, you know, I'm used to the the cutting back in the winter because that's the way they did it in the '70s and '60s, '70s, and '80s around our park. I have no idea if Tokyo used to do it that way and now has ramped it up. Uh, it'd be interesting to know how it used to be. Uh, I mean, I can remember even going to Disney World. Like I said, I was talking earlier. Seven o'clock, the park was closed. We had nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's grown into a resort that can support the longer hours. You know, I'm not sure here if they could really do that because again, you know, there is a certain local crowd that really well, carries the park. If they all go home at you know nine because they got to go to work tomorrow, does it really make sense to you know keep things late? Well, the park hours at the Tokyo Parks are solely governed by the trains. You know, without fail, those parks have to close uh, and with enough time to get all their uh, cast members home on the trains because most of them, you know, train it in. I mean, so that's the only thing that really determines why that when the parks are open and closed out there is the train system. So. Yeah. Okay, boys. <clears throat> yeah, got to be run along. <laughs> <It's> too, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, thank you very, very much. Hey, thanks for having for, me on. It's been co- forever since I've been on the show, and, and yeah. I really enjoyed you guys streaming. It's been a lot of fun because I live like a vampire, and I'll yes. just pop Facebook and see you guys around. I mean, it's always a lot of fun. So thanks for having me, and thanks for streaming. Hey, the pleasure's all ours. Awesome. All right, dude. We'll talk to you soon, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Tasty white vampire boy. That's yeah. Funny. All right, dude. Let's wrap this that, up. That, that, that's easy to say for somebody who walks in around a in a white, you know, plastic suit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, on, on oh, the, okay. Disney Trooper. Okay, I got. I, I caught up. Yeah. Tasty white vampire too. Yeah, you got Me it too. now. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, dude, that was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. I think still the highlight of my other than talking about the Tokyo Resort, I really. Would let, love to get over there. Is uh, I think Disney Trooper the the whole. You, you like know, you like learning about the Star Wars stuff, did you? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, fun you, for you. You, know, you you have to <laughs> be able to get in it and talk like you're you're there, make it real for people, and uh, yeah, I, I think that was uh, one of the highlights of the show. Not to you know put down like Ray and the crappy PVC boat or anything like that, but you know, the, <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I, you know, the nice thing about uh, Trooper was he was able to you know just like jump right in and let it play off of them and go on with it. That's, that's always a fun thing. So, all right. So we've been doing this, what, two, two and a half hours. Yeah. We're at, uh, two Close so. the blast doors. All right, Josh. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, this was cool. This is fun. Uh, I don't know if we can do take calls every week, but we can definitely we're getting into the the. the uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. Is this show really worth even releasing as a regular podcast? It seems more like a. Oh, are you saying our entire audience show. already heard it? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying I don't know if it would uh, translate as well um, 
as a standalone. Just thinking, I don't know. All right, well. Oh, Spence is saying, please do. He missed the first half. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's worth recently. That's because Pasty White was, was on the it? show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> All right, see ya. All right, good night.